This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Well, it is St. Patrick's Day weekend. It's time for a very special episode. You got any plans for the weekend? Um, yeah, man. I'm going to, uh, probably right after this episode, I'm going to make some shepherd's pie. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice thing of shepherd's pie. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, it's more of like a deconstructed shepherd's pie. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just like a plate of peas and. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat, eat it in a bowl. Really, a bowl of shepherd deconstructed shepherd's pie. Yes, deconstructed shepherd's pie. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be like you know, carrots, peas, beef, potatoes, and like a hmm. gravy. A gravy. Mm-hmm. It's a soup. I'm eating soup. Project Humanoid, this is Murder, oh dude. I'm Brian Patrick Burke. And I'm Sinead O'Reilly. <laughs> no, you're not. That is not one of the thousand names. That is, I'm vetoing that name. <laughs> you can't. Okay, Sinead. Uh, so, it is the very special St. Patrick's Day episode. Hence, murder, oh dude, and Sinead O'Reilly. I don't want to laugh. Can we edit the... No, we're not laughing. Or we're not... We're, we're not, we're not, we're not laughing. laughing. We're not editing it. Today, we don't laugh. We're not editing. It's a very... Uh, this is going to be a very somber episode. Yes. That was the comedy portion of the episode. That's it. That's all you're getting. And um, we're going to talk about the Molly Maguires today for, for St. Patty's. That's right. Or are we? Because we don't know that they ever existed. Or are we? Yeah. There ain't no such thing. It's like, you always said that about the mafia. It, it, like, doing research in this, it did kind of strike me like like the mob. Like, yeah. I, I mean, they always say that with unions in general, and they were like a, you know, just an offshoot of labor unions, and we'll get into all that, but it, it, it's kind of like just part of the history of Irish Americans, and, and St. Patrick's Day really has just morphed into an Irish American holiday. More so than like a religious thing or an, an Ireland, Ireland thing. It's an Irish American holiday, at least in America. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, so I'm wearing my green. You're wearing black. <laughs> Excuse me. I always wear black. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm so, made of black. Well, my name is JR, J- my initials. Yeah. I'm like Johnny Cash, man. I thought your initials were JW. But we, we, they know my government name. Uh, Black Jackson Wells. Yeah, Black Jack. But Black. I, I just want to go start going by Black Jack. Black Jack Riley. Well, you would be, I guess, Red Jack. Because wasn't it you, like... Cause I don't know. We're I getting ahead of the game here, but the, the one of the main then, guys... Then in, in the, that, I would be Blonde Jack. Blonde, well, no, Yellow Jack, because there was a Yellow Jack. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I don't want to be yell, Yellow. That's yeah, yellow, yellow Jack. Jack. I don't want to be Yellow Jack. I want to be Strong Jack. Because I think two of the main Molly Maguire people were both really? named Jack, okay. so there okay. was Black Jack and Yellow Jack. No, That's just, a real ig- just ignore Strong Jack. Strong Jack? <laughs> strong Jack. Well, yeah, you were just... you. I think you get tunnel vision, man. You get tunnel vision, and you just want to keep... 
Going on about the Molly Maguires. I want to go on about Jack. I want to go on about the Molly Maguires too. But hey, Strong Jack, let's I, talk about the Molly Maguires. I, I, I didn't want to do that. No. Okay, sorry. No, I just I don't want to be Yellow Jack, man. I, okay, how, Courageous Jack. You just said Yellow Jack. <laughs> yes, Yellow Jack. Yellow Jack. That's what I said the Can first you be, time. You should be Magic Jack. You could be like that old phone thing. I don't want to be uh, Magic Jack. I want to be like Tough Jack. Tough Jack. Yeah, Imposing Jack. <laughs> Are you part of the Tough Brits? Yeah. I don't know what that is. It was a gang in Flight of the Concords, the Tough Brits. We can't make references to four, like something four people watched. But those four people loved it. And it was, I, I get that, but four people. Okay. Uh, so, Sinead, we are going to be talking about the Molly Maguires. Mm. And I think it's best to kind of start with the story of, of Ireland, really, and Irish Americans. <laughs> oh, oh, should, should we start back to. Uh, Once upon a time. I am Brew. Once upon a time. <laughs> There was a place called Ireland. There still is a place called Ireland. <laughs> there still is. I heard. Yeah, heard so well. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're doing all right. I, I, I actually saw some pictures from that. Uh, on Friday there was a student walkout to call attention to climate change, like across the world. And um, there was pictures from like Dublin and all over the place. But um, yeah, this is more about Irish Americans and Irish immigrations and. And if you think this debate that's going on now with, like, the Mexicans here and, and people trying to keep Muslims out of, like, Australia, that's all over the news from that uh, horrible, horrible mosque shooting. Yeah. This is nothing new. Uh, and if you go back to the mid-19th century, uh, you had the same thing we have now, where they want to keep people out, and the people that are in, they want to keep them down. So, in the 19th century, a lot of the big immigration in, Amer in the United States were German and Irish Catholics. That was, like, a huge part of the immigration. Yep. And that didn't sit well because the people who lived in the United States were mostly English, mostly Protestant. And yeah. they did not want German and Irish Catholics coming in. And Especially uh, in our area because that's... Where they settled. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we, we lived not too far away from one of the first Catholic church that was established in Pennsylvania. It's in Berks County, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. near Reading. Uh, so that was where the first Catholic we're, church was. We're about 40, 45, uh, 40 to 45 minutes away from mm -hmm. Reading. And where, where we are here in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania, it is a... Shithole. <laughs> well, yeah. It's getting better slowly. It, slowly. Slowly getting better. That is that is true. Um that that's one of the pro that's one of the things we've been at the bottom we can kick it right at the top. Um so a lot of the Irish immigrants did come here to work in the coal country. It was this yeah. is the anthracite coal region. Anthracite being like hard coal. It's uh like supposedly burns a lot. My my better. family did and I believe your family did too. Yeah, yeah. I had a great grandfather that lived I think he was in Northumberland County, which is neighboring. Right, but yeah, the same general area. Yeah, to, close enough. Um, but yeah, our story, like the story here, we're covering talking about the Molly Maguires and yours were the the Wigans, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the floods, Wigans, they were more floods. toward the yeah. The, my people up here were actually German. Uh, I think my people up here are more German than my, Irish. Yeah, okay, that's right. Wigans were Wigans are German. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a German name. Okay. And sure. uh, yeah, so. Yeah, they came to Shemokin in Northumberland County. Uh, the my Irish side, my great grandmother, she I think just lived in mine were around Philadelphia. Mine were all Brennans. Excuse me, I had Oxenfords, which were uh, Oxenfords, Ox, uh, obviously an English name, but most most of my family up here were Brennans. 
So obviously when these people were coming from Ireland, they didn't say, I'm going to Northumberland County, Pennsylvania. That wasn't the the way it was drawn up. A lot of them came through Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I mean, to this day, it's a huge city, and it's really gone through a resurgence, and it's booming. But back then, Philadelphia was probably neck and neck with New York as the biggest city, or maybe even bigger at that point. Or was New York already bigger uh, in the what, mid-1800s? 18, um... I don't know. Either way, it was one of if it, I, th- I think New York was getting bigger. Yeah, the, it was bigger at that time. It was but. probably the the second Philadelphia that was probably at that time the second biggest city in the country. Uh, but at the, uh, I will tell you this much: this is what I do know. Philadelphia at the time was definitely the place you wanted to go for food. Yeah, yeah, it had it did <laughs> That's have why that they reputation. Named Philadelphia cream cheese, Philadelphia. Yeah, because Philadelphia had that culinary reputation. Yeah, and it, it stood for quality. Yeah. And so, it, and it was also a big cultural hub, and a lot of new Americans would come in through Philadelphia, and the Irish were not well-received. Like, Pennsylvania has this reputation for religious freedom and and liberty and, and things like that. Like, you had the Quakers, the Shakers. I think the Shakers were actually in Ohio. But Philadelphia was kind of founded on religious freedom, or Pennsylvania, I should say, was founded on religious freedom. Didn't really work that way in the 1800s, though. Uh, because the Protestants were the majority and they did not like the Catholics coming in. Yeah. And so that even was a division and to this day still is not as much. And now the troubles are kind of over. Uh, but that's <laughs> definitely it's funny. You say the troubles, there's a, obviously the troubles. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, uh, there's a local band. Uh, I think they're from maybe Ashland. They're called the troubles. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but, uh, also to the point of the, with the whole Catholic and Protestant thing, um, my, so you, you know, of Rittenhouse Square yes. in Philly, mm-hmm. um, my mother's grandmother or no great grandmother, my mother's great grandmother was a Rittenhouse. Uh-huh. Her name was Ella Rittenhouse. And she had married somebody outside. Like, I think she was Catholic and married a Protestant and, uh, that didn't sit well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big no, no back then. Yeah. Or, or it was the other way around. She's Protestant and married a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't remember. It may have been that way. And that may have been like how we became Catholic. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I think that they were Protestant and then married Catholics. I could be wrong, but whatever it was, she married somebody from a the different, opposite. She, yeah, she from a different other, yeah. sect, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so she was. That's why I'm poor. Okay, because she <laughs> she became the black sheep of the family. Yeah, she became the black sheep. And my because when you tell somebody you're like, oh, I'm related to the Rittenhouse. Well, why aren't you rich? Well, because you don't know history, motherfucker. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm not rich because you're a cunt. That's why because it's because of them. It's their fault. It, well, yeah, not the Rittenhouse's fault. It's everybody's fault, right? It's everybody's fault, yeah. It's everybody's Blame fault. Blame everybody. Why not? Why not? You're right. Why not? Why not? So, the Irish Catholics and the Irish Protestants didn't like each other. I want my other. 40 acres and a cabbage. <laughs> you're gonna, so, what are going to do? You're going to have a cabbage farm? Yeah. You're going to raise some pigs, too, maybe? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Um... Uh, <laughs> As, as, as a matter of fact, if you talk about raising pigs, there's a there's a section of Philly, uh, you know where the Argon Diner is. Uh, it's it's called the Neck. I'm gonna get into that eventually uh, for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really interesting story and how how life was still like the 1800s and the 1950s. Yeah, like very agrarian, right? It, it was it was cut off like 
you could go like the rest of the city was built like built up center city was built up at this time because uh-huh. obviously you know we, we know how life was in the 40s and stuff yeah and yeah. in the 50s and even i think it was even until the i may have been wrong i said the 50s it may have been even to the 60s you go down to this certain section of, of philly it's all where the stadiums uh are yeah. now mm-hmm. that whole area just was just this huge section of like huts and little like just little shacks where people lived and uh-huh. they had pigs and they were cut off from the rest of the city and uh yeah we'll get into that but it's really yeah. cool it's called the neck and yeah that had to freak out people like who worked in the navy are like what is this what are we what are we right by <laughs> like, yeah there was still it was small you know because yeah little by little they were building they like, were, yeah, you know, they, they, just they were ta- they were getting the land yeah. from these people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's crazy. But anyway, whole- yeah, and even to this day, like the the stadiums and stuff down there are closer to residences than a lot of stadiums around the like most stadiums are out in like in nowhere, right? Where yeah, the uh, the Philadelphia stadiums are right there in the area. Yeah, it's like Wrigley Field kind right, of, but or, or even why- like uh. Um, the Met Stadium, City Field, is like that too. The reason why I brought that up is like just because we're talking about pigs walking around. Like, could you imagine a pig walking? Just pigs walk. We saw. So getting back to the Molly Maguires, yeah. we saw uh, where the Molly Maguires uh, headquarters were at uh, a tavern called the Sheridan House. Yeah, that was like their hot spot in in the city of Pottsville, in Pottsville, yeah. where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the picture. Outside of the Sheridan House in the street was just a pig walking around. Yeah. And I'm like, could you imagine that today? Just, just like a covered wagon. Yeah. Like you go down. I'm not worried about the covered wagon. Yeah. I'm talking about the pig walking in the street. <laughs> I want pigs now. It would, it, would, it, would be, it would freak me out for some. Like I remember one time I was walking to school and I was walking by this funeral home that was behind my house where I grew up. And I just saw a duck walk by, like the Aflac duck, like a white duck with a big like beak. I'm like, what the hell? There's a duck. Like what's yeah. a duck doing here? Uh, there, there are ducks my, uh, in uh, New Philly. So when my family came here from Ireland, they came here and they did. They were coal miners, and uh, they lived in New Philly and they lived in Pottsville. When my mom was a kid, she would go up to New Philly, and there were these. There's this little pot, like this little uh, stream or whatever, and she would go there for whatever reason. There were always ducks there. There still to this day are ducks there. Yeah, like this is what my mom's what sixty one now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ducks are still there in this fucking little section, mm-hmm. like this little stream. Like she brought me up there one day. She's like, "Look at the ducks." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So uh, just to kind of put a touchstone on the uh, the fighting between the Irish Catholics and the Irish Protestants, back in 1831 in Philly, uh, they were there was a celebration for the 141st anniversary of the Battle of the Boyne, mm-hmm. which was a uh, conflict in 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 and around Ireland. Which basically resulted in Protestant rule there. Like, the Protestants took over. They were the minority, but they had the power. Right. And they had the money. And that was a big reason why a lot of... Respect. (laughs) I don't know about respect. Uh, But that was was why a lot of the Irish came over. Well, that and the the famine and everything, obviously. The potato famine had a big thing to do with it, too. So, 400 Irish Protestants in Philadelphia just threw an impromptu parade celebrating the anniversary of the Battle of the Boyne. And then uh, a thousand or so Irish Catholics showed up to start a riot and fight them. So, <laughs> what, what, what was the parade called? Uh, it was just a. They, I don't think they named it. I don't think, it was like an unofficial parade. Like just a bunch of people gathered. To, it was to celebrate the anniversary of the Battle of the okay. Boyne. And so, so there was always little conflicts like that. And then there were those people just like I don't like any of them. 
especially the Catholics. And uh, that's why in, in the 19 or 19, the 18, the 1840s, you had the Philadelphia nativist riots, which happened in Kensington and Southwark. Right. And that's like South Philly, Kensington. So Southwark is a section uh, where I'm from. Um, now it's at the time Southwark was that whole, like just this whole area in South Philly. Now, part of that is called Pensport, or actually, I don't even know, because my mom, I was talking to my mom about it, uh, and I was asking her, like, what, you know, like, what the, the names of, like, the different sections, because I don't, I don't remember. It's mm-hmm. been, it's been a while since I lived in South Philly, and uh, I, I do know, however, the Southwark, my, my grandmother's buried um, in Old Swedes uh, Cemetery, okay, which is, like, this tiny cemetery, um, that only like a few people are buried in. Right. And it's like one of the original uh, things in Philly, like oh, wow. one of the original like cemeteries and churches. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like Gloria day. Um, it's a Swedish cemetery. Don't know why my grandmother's buried there. I guess you could just yeah. get, uh, she used to hang there. As a matter of fact, when she was a kid, there's pictures of her hanging out on like a tombstone. Oh, when wow. She was a young kid and she ended up getting buried there. And she, but she used to play in that cemetery, and I used to play football there when I was a teenager. Because there's this uh, this whole section, I guess it's like, hey, we're looking for more people to get buried. Yeah. But there's this whole section. It's just like basically a like an empty field, and me and my friends would go and play tackle football. In the cemetery, they call it a vacancy sign. Right. Uh, yeah, we used to go and play football there. But anyway, and it's you know this the Swedes are the ones that came besides the obviously besides the Indians. Uh, the Swedes came and settled Philly. Yeah, that's why the city colors are still. Blue and yellow. Yeah, right. Uh, so Southwark was uh, my section. Part of it got renamed Pensport. Uh, don't know what it's called today. I think it's. Re- I think they're renamed to something different today. Because yeah, a lot of times, like if you're not like super like local, we'll just, people just call it South Philly. But it's not. No, it's not yeah. just. I think that there's like another name oh, okay. for, for like for uh, neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah, all it's right. one of those like they they rename shit all the time. You know, hmm. just like I said, like they renamed Southwark. Pensport, yeah. you know, in certain areas. So go ahead. So, so in this area, you have a lot of um, anti-immigrant groups. Oh, and, we're still anti-Kensington, uh, by the way, in yeah. South Philly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have good. That's friends. the other civil war. That's Our, the other civil war. It's <laughs> a different civil war. The Kenzos. I, let, let me break this down real quick. So, if you're from if you're from South Philly, <laughs> you just went right into a Philly accent. So, if you're from South Philly, I didn't even hear that. You didn't. I will. So, if you're from South Philadelphia, uh. You're and you're fighting with people from Kensington. Your your friends from from South Philly, like neighboring mm-hmm. uh, neighborhoods, like yeah. areas, neighboring hoods, will, will neighbor neighboring hoods will band together and you will fight people from Kensington. This is what it was like when I was a kid. Also, people when I was when I was a kid hung out on corners. Don't think you do that anymore. Right, right. Um, I don't know if they do. I don't go down there. They're too busy playing Fortnite now. Yeah. Maybe that's how they yeah. fight each other. Yeah. On Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, I got to fight the Kenzos in uh, Fortnite. Fucking Kenzos. Yo. Yo, come on. Me and the dudes from Fishtown are getting together. <laughs> so uh, you you would do it. But if you weren't fighting somebody from Kensington, you were fighting. Then it's like, oh, we're fighting the Dirty 30s. You know? So there's a fight between <laughs> two streeters and Dirty 30s. But then it. It's like, oh, hey, this week we're not fighting the Dirty Thirties or anyway, we're 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 infighting now. Also, people from Second Street. Oh, who's fighting? Uh, Second and Jackson kids are fighting kids from Second and Reed, or so, you know what I mean? Like it would be shit like that. It's like Little League, but fighting. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> who are we playing this week? It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I never, 
had an allegiance to any street corner because I, I, I always felt like I was one of those kids that just like didn't fit in with a lot of those kids, mm-hmm. you know, like with all that, it was I, like, I remember in like 95 or 96 when all those kids were doing all that shit, this kid, Johnny cat that I used to hang out with, everybody had a nickname mm-hmm. and his name was Johnny cat. He would, uh, two things he would always tell me about one. He wanted to start a band like the doors and he had a five inch penis. Don't know why. <laughs> right. These are the things I remember about Johnny cat. That's uh, that's what they were saying now. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> let's let's start that doors band. We should be called the Five Inch Doors <laughs> for really tiny houses. <laughs> it's not awesome. This is not awesome. All right, so, so let's come back to this. So yeah, the uh, a lot of these anti-immigration people, the anti-Catholics. Uh, no, there's somebody listening. By the way, it's going to be like, dude, fuck this, fuck, 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 fuck the Mongols. I hear more about Johnny Cat. Yeah, want <laughs> to hear more about this guy's five inch penis? That's all I know about it. <laughs> That's all uh, I know. So the, these people were, uh, a lot of them were uh, tied in with the American Republican Party, which is not today's Republican Party. Yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah, yeah uh, this was, uh, they wound up becoming the Know Nothing Party. And they were a... Well, that's uh, like today's Republican Party. Which is, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, maybe there's something to do with the Republicans. Uh, but they, they were almost like a secret society that became a, uh, they had, a, I think they were just called the American Party at some point. I think they dropped Republican. Mm-hmm. But they they were kind of colloquially called the Know Nothing Party because they were like a secret society. They wouldn't talk about what, what how they would meet. Uh, and they ran an ex-president, Millard Fillmore, and they he didn't win or anything, but they, right. that was their main guy. So um, they, uh, the, these these anti-immigration people just were unhappy with the Catholics especially because they were using a different version of the Bible or they didn't want to put the Bible in their schools altogether. Uh, so they were like just thinking they were heretics and it was like any kind of religious strife you've had. It's basically it. So they, uh, they, they wanted to do a rally in Kensington where people would speak out against the, um, the immigrants. Yeah, and what, what were they called? The na- nativists is just nativists. like a term for them. They, they, they didn't have like an official name. Uh, they okay. didn't know nothings, uh, the American Republicans. Um, so they, uh, they did this rally in Kensington where they were speaking out against immigrants and a bunch of uh, Irish immigrants just came and forced them away. They chased them off. Hmm. So a bigger group came and there was a full-blown riot three days later. After the original rally, there was another one with more uh, more of these anti-immigration people and it started a riot. There was rioting on and off for months uh, and throughout the year of 1844 uh, and it was called the... Um, it was basically called the uh, the Nativists' Riots, the Philadelphia Nativist Riots. There's a few other names for it too. Uh, so that is the um, that's just basically setting the stage. This is the climate. This is the 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 the, the uh, this is the America that a lot of these Irish immigrants are coming to. So they weren't really welcome in Philly in a lot of places. They they weren't really given opportunities. There weren't jobs for them. Yeah. Like they, you always see the thing Irish need not apply, and that that was a real thing. I mean, it, it, there's there's debate among historians about how prevalent it was, but yeah. even if they didn't specifically said that, a lot of them weren't going to hire Irish people. Right. Um. So, I, as I was I was telling you the other day, so my family uh came from Ireland to here. A lot of them came from Ireland, went to Canada, and came down here, hmm. or some of them went uh from Ireland to Canada down uh to Schuylkill County, some just from Ireland to Schuylkill County, whatever. Um. But they would tell stories of of how, you know, this stuff happened. And, and these are people that couldn't read or write. So right. it's not like that they were reading books about it. Yeah, it was oral history. Yeah, a lot of it. right. It was oral history. And they, and they know that, you know, they lived it like, or they 
they were like the if, if so if my grand my great grandmother um would tell my mom stuff then it would have been like her mother you know or great or whoever you know telling these stories to her right um because I think they were born in the 1890s. And when did, when did a lot of this Molly Maguire stuff the happen? The 1860s and 70s. By right. the 1890s, the Mollies were dead. Yeah. My, and my family... By were, 1880, the Mollies were just gone. Right. My family were living here. I know this because uh, I was looking up their their uh, s- the Civil War stuff. Okay. And a lot of them were enlisted. And the Civil War comes in with this, too. The Civil War has a lot to do with the climate that created the Molly Maguires. Yeah. So you have uh, most of the coal miners, and again, this is the uh, the Pennsylvania coal region, Schuylkill County, Carbon County, that whole area. Uh, about two and a half hours now driving north of Philadelphia, northeast Pennsylvania, and they used to have recruiters that would like like be there waiting for these ships from Ireland that were coming to uh, Philadelphia to recruit people and offer them coal mining jobs. So. Like, if somebody's coming right off the boat, they don't know what they're going to do. They just came with the shoes on their feet. Now they've got a job. So they think this is great. And it's not. It's not. It, it's not a good... Uh, it wasn't a good paying job. It wasn't a... It wasn't an easy job. And there was no, like, labor regulations at this time. So. See, this is what, this is what really uh, grinds my gears with, with people today. With Irish. It really burns your coal. Yeah. Uh, fine. Uh, with people in this area, they the way that they treat other immigrants. Yeah, you think that they would have they 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 keep signs like now. If you go, my mother used to have it. I don't think she still does. She may. Uh, she had a, a Irish need not apply thing on her refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I've always known about this growing up because Irish pride was super important in my house growing up. Um. And it wasn't just St. Patty's Day. Right. It was It was all, all year, year round. round. Yeah. You know, all year round. And giving money to the IRA and shit. Did you give money to the IRA or I know some people would. There was like people in Philly who would give money to the IRA. I mean, or, there's things we don't talk about. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know either. I don't know. It could have happened. I don't even know that the IRA, IRA exists. Well, it, it doesn't really now. It's funny. It doesn't really now. And we are probably yeah. closer to a unified Ireland than we have been since Ireland broke up. Yeah. Because of Brexit. Right. Like, that is a huge thing where this might lead to Ireland becoming Ireland again. Right. But but so so a lot of people would have this Irish need not apply thing to remind them of how they were fucking treated back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, this is how people treated the Ireland. They would say that, that the Irish were the blacks of Europe. Right. That's how some people considered the Irish, mm-hmm. because you look at the Titanic, the Irish were stuck at the bottom of the fucking shit, like yeah. they couldn't get out. And that's real. It's not just a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, That totally. shit fucking happened. Um, when they came here, and we'll get into all this shit, when, we, when they came here, they were forced only to have, like, in, in certain areas you would go to, you could only work certain jobs. Mm-hmm. And it was like... They chose the job for you, and they chose everything else, and it was like if either that or you just fucking have nothing else. Right. Um, and so when when you have shit like that, when 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 that's your life, you, you want to fight against it, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're looking back and like, yeah, that's how we should be open to helping other immigrants. Right. And going, hey, we know what it's like. We've been there. They don't do that. 
or or <laughs> or helping unions because as much as this is an immigration thing the, the molly mcguire story is also a story about labor right and how labor rising did, up how do they hate unions so much uh that's part of what th- that all ties into what we're going to be talking to, about with this it's it's more toward the end but it, 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 i think it is still an effect of what we're going to be talking about on this on this episode so yeah, there's no, there's no oversettled labor. There's six-year-olds. There's ki- kids as young as six working in these mines. Long hours, little pay. Obviously, black lung, we all know about that. Coal mining is not good for your respiratory system. Hey, uh, 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 what do I have in my hand right here? An asthma inhaler. Yeah. It's funny that all of my family have fucking... A lot of them have asthma and breathing problems. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's hereditary though. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. just I don't know if that that like black lung is something you can pass on. Um, yeah, you could pass on pretty much like anything from genetics. What well, is it genetic? I, th- I think it's the conditions they were in would would not help. Would, didn't help either. I'm pretty sure that you can. It, this stuff can be hereditary. Huh. You, you, I could be wrong. I'm going to look up. Yeah, because I think, I think it's like if you breathe in asbestos and you get mesothelioma, you're not going to give it to your kids. If you keep having uh, lung problems, you might be able well, yeah, to. I know. Well, yeah, there's, you can be, you, have, you can have a predisposition to respiratory problems, but um, I don't know if like, because they were breathing in coal dust. That's why they were, that was the problem with back, black lung. Uh, which now it's called emphysema and you get it from smoking. Uh, but yeah, back problems, a lot of uh, from heavy lifting in close quarters. The sanitation was a nightmare there. Uh, there's no bathrooms in a coal mine, so if somebody had to go to the bathroom, they just found a spot to go to the bathroom in the mine. Uh, so it's uh, it's just a it's a bad way of living. It's not a luxurious or glamorous job. It's it's a, it's, it's just a way to put food on the table, and that's about it. Uh, so these people are doing hard backbreaking work for little reward. Uh, and even their houses, they were built on the cheap by the mining companies. They would have these pop-up towns and the mining company would build houses for the workers. They would own the store that the people would have to buy things from. They had to buy their equipment from the, the mining company. They would overcharge for them. Like any little thing they would get billed for, like meals and, and, and things like that. They would take it out of their paycheck. A lot of times they would get a paycheck. They would just be like, here's what we gave you. And... You don't get anything. And so in in this environment, you have labor disputes and you have people trying to unionize and band together. And one of the first big labor unions in the country, as far as coal mining, was founded in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. It was called the General Bates Union. And it was run by a guy who li- named John Bates, who lived not too far from where we're doing the show from in St. Clair, Pennsylvania. And that one fell apart because John Bates took all the money in the union's treasure, treasury, all the uh, dues and everything, and ran, ran out ran out of town. And so he had other unions come up and exist, but they were always just kind of held down by the mining companies. The mining companies were just too powerful. The Philadelphia and Reading Railroad was one of the big ones, and we'll get into them too. So then the Molly Maguires comes around, and they are... Kind of a union, but not. They're a secret society. Real quick, it says asthma can be caused by both hereditary and environmental factors. Right. Um. Yeah, I know it's hereditary, but black lung and things like that is from breathing in stuff. That's an environmental factor. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Respiratory issues can be hereditary, definitely. But I mean, like, maybe, maybe that 
I don't I don't know for a fact, but I've always been under the impression that that can cause and that can be responsible for other people having asthma and like you're passing it on. I'm not I don't know. You were I'm saying not sure. you're not what? Uh, I, I don't know. No, you were saying that you were you were about to say something else. I said I'm not. Sure. I was going to say I'm not sure, and then it's re- reworded and said uh, I don't well, know instead. Yeah. I don't know either. I I could be wrong, so I'm going with yes. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It just makes me, you know, I it just makes me want to fucking hate uh, coal mines even more. All right, there you go. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and I'm sorry for coal miners. Like, oh look, he's he's ill informed, and I am. I am because it's just something that I've always kind of been told or have been under or maybe maybe it's just something i assumed and i've been under the impression that you know that that's that's what it was for some reason and maybe it's not but i do have asthma and most of the people in my family have asthma and most of our ancestors were coal miners so that's probably what i just blamed it on yeah you know like why do i have it and why does my cousin have it you know and like all these people it seems like it's just passed on because there's so many people in my family that have asthma, mm-hmm. and there were so many. Well, yeah, you, there's probably a genetic predisposition to, to to respiratory problems somewhere along the way. Yeah, and what can cause that? Where does it start? You know, it's just genetics. Like, yeah, but how's it start? Two people with breathing problems have kids. I don't know where. I guess it's just like a genetic thing. Where does anything start? Yeah, no, but it's like like I I was uh, reading thing with W. C. Fields. Uh, oh no, that actually that that one was wrong. He would tell people he had a. a um, that I was going to say, cause I forgot about that. WC fields had like a big bulbous nose mm-hmm. and apparently they would say that that was from uh, like a thing from drinking. Oh yeah. They'll say it's like a drink. Oh, no, or, or, or maybe that. it was either, it was one or the other. It was either he got it because of something with genetics because of drinking, but he would say he got, actually that's what it was. It's no, that, that was the right thing. Mm-hmm. He would say that he got jumped by a bunch of kids oh, okay. when he was younger. That's why his nose was messed up, but apparently it was from actually from, like uh drinking not him drinking oh but like like his mother drank when he was or his father or something uh, yeah like it was passed through genetics so whatever go ahead uh so let's get back onto this molly mcguire shit so yeah now you have these horrible working conditions and the the mines are almost completely sta- staffed by irish people who were uh, coming in and just coming straight up to to, to work in the coal mines and they band together to try to improve working conditions. And that's where the Molly Maguires start. And and they have their roots actually going back to Ireland. This was not nothing new for Irish people. Like, you would band together with people who were having the same problems you were to try to fight the power. And there were groups like that in Ireland that would go up against, like, they were mainly farmers, so they would go up against their landlords or... Or the Protestants would rule the area or something like that, or law enforcement, whatever level of law enforcement there was at that time. Uh, so they had a bunch of secret societies. The Molly Maguires was one of them. They had the White Boys, the Peepo Day Boys. Uh, and the legend goes that Molly Maguire was a widow in the 1840s. And after her husband died, she led a group of people who would fight the landlords that were trying to take land from people who were like behind on their payments or something like that. They would go after them. Mm-hmm. And uh, just became a symbol of fighting the power. Like the Molly Mag- Molly Maguire was like the the she was almost like the Rosie the Riveter of um of Irish working yeah. class people who were trying to fight yeah, for she, fight for she was rights. empowerment, right? Um, and, and there was a lot to fight. Like these coal mines were dangerous, dangerous, dangerous jobs. Uh, there was in Avondale, Pennsylvania, in Luzerne County. It's a little bit north of us. 
uh, there's a fire in one of the mines, and there was not an emergency exit. There was only one way in and out of the mine, and the fire, I, I guess it blocked it off, and all 110 people who were working in that mine at the time died. And then uh, here in Schuylkill County, there was, um, I, I don't know how good the record-keeping was, but they the best guess is in a seven-year span, 566 people died on the job in the coal mines, and 1,655 people were injured in seven years. Jeez. Uh, and then the Civil War is happening at this time, too. We're talking about the early 1600s. And the, a lot of these miners and Irish immigrants were against the war. They early, early 1600s? Early 1860s, I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> In the early 1600s. Yeah. I, was, that's, I'm like, <laughs> I look over you, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that, that is incorrect. Okay. <laughs> that is incorrect. Um. So yeah, the in the early 1860s, I meant to say, yeah. you have the Civil War going on, and and they saw it as a rich man's war. They saw it as they were going to be taken away from their families, to get right. drafted. It, into it wasn't war. like, oh hey, we don't want slaves to be freed. Actually, they, a lot well, of them didn't want slaves to be freed. Some of the some because of, they didn't want. It's not that they didn't want slaves to be freed. It's just they didn't want them coming up and taking their jobs. Exactly, exactly. The fear was that if. Uh, because a lot of these because they didn't have slaves. No, no, Pennsylvania was a free state. Right. They didn't have actually one of the last states to to stop slavery was Delaware. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yeah, Delaware. You look that up. You, uh, you look that up. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I will look that up, and you entertain the people. Oh. Uh. So right now I have a quarter, and I'm trying to um. Uh, you know, like you do the quarter on the nick uh on the knuckles thing, where you. This isn't very entertaining right now. Oh, oh! You wanted me to keep talking about yeah the stuff that uh, is up on the screen here. So we have a screen. We have a we have like a cheat sheet. Yeah, uh, Delaware, Kentucky, and ten of the eleven former Confederate states until the Thirteenth Amendment abolished it in eighteen sixty five. Yeah, but but Delaware it was a northern state. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't part of the yeah. It wasn't part of the um confederacy it wasn't one of those right. states but yeah they still had slavery up until the, yeah, it, was the it, was, Proclamation. it was the last yeah it them was, in kentucky were the last free states that or the last non um confederate confederate states yeah. that still had slavery yeah you are absolutely correct and so th- there was just an opposition to military drafts too among these uh irish immigrants they had the same thing in in the, eight, the late 18th century in the 1790s in ireland and a group called the Defenders would try to keep people from being drafted. Yeah, I like Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, I like Luke Cage too. Jessica Jones, Jessica, Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Before we get, because I, 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 I'm like <laughs> Jessica Jones had the, the best first season of any of those. Uh, but anyway. And uh, so, I mean, and it's always hard to say exactly what the Molly Maguires did and didn't do. There's not a lot of written stuff. They weren't out in the open they were a secret society right it's a secret society what yeah. the, like what what the fuck do you expect so a lot of what we know about them we're getting from james mcparland who we'll talk about later yeah and who knows who knows like what he embellished i like to are... call him spanky i like to call him booger hmm. booger mcparland i keep saying mcparland it's mcparland there's no d at the end oh really yeah it's mcparland McPa- i always thought it was mcparland as well yeah, like almost like McFarland, like Todd McFarland. Right. Yeah. Or no, that would still be McFarland, not McFarland. You sure? Yeah, it's Todd McFarland. McFarland. Who's fart? I I think I knew a McFarland. Oh, did you? Uh, I, I I said booger because there's Anthony McFarland who is a uh, he was a football player. He's now on Monday Night Football, but that has nothing to do with the Molly Maguires. Uh so yeah, there's the yes. Yeah, so the only things we have is like what 
what uh, Alan Pickerton wrote a book about them. Yeah. Uh, there was another book written about them uh, around that time, and a lot of it was going off of what uh, James McParlin said and the trial they had. Uh, this is one of those who were the real good guys and who were the real bad guys situations. Yeah. Because it's – most of these people – first of all, you, you, you know that I, I follow a lot of the Old West stuff. Mm-hmm. The Pinkertons had to do like yeah. they had a big role in the the Old West. Definitely, the Old West is one of those weird things because like like uh, I don't know if we talked about it on here before, but I know I've talked about it before. Where when you have um, like Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday and guys like that, mm-hmm. when Wyatt Earp is in like uh, I think Dodge City, mm-hmm. let's just say he's in Dodge City, he's a fucking bad guy, right? When he leaves Dodge Dodge City and he goes to Tombstone, now he's the law. Right. He he's now arresting and dealing with people that were just like him when he was in yeah. Dodge City. So it's 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 one of those weird things. So the way I look at it is like you have Pinkertons, you have Alan Pinkerton who who's from Scotland originally. Mm-hmm. He's a, a Scot Scottish Im- immigrant. Former who died the worst uh Participant yeah, Alan Pinkerton. Right. Yeah, um, save them for this episode. Yeah, uh, he he comes over here. He's he starts his detective agency, uh, whatever whatever it is. Uh, they're still around today, but I think that they do like cybersecurity. Yeah, stuff. they're part of a larger like uh, like a larger firm that does. Yeah, but they're still. I, I think it's kind of cool. That it's like, in fact, they um they were. I think they're suing Rockstar. The games? Yeah, because they didn't have the right to use Pinkerton. Oh. Yeah, I think they're suing Rockstar Games because the Pinkertons are in Red Dead Redemption 2. But I don't think that... I don't know if you could do that because they were histor- like a historic we'll, thing. We'll, we're about to find out. We're about to find out, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like... So, it's like, were they the good guys? Because they were trying to hold up, you know, stick... Like, I guess... They were... Doing what the law says, but right. it's like, but if the law says, hey, just go around and shoot kids in the face, mm-hmm. and somebody stands up against that, who's the good guy? Right. You know, like, because do we always have to follow what the law says? Yeah, and, and where, like, people like the outlaws, like the Molly Maguire's, it's more of like a street justice thing, where, like, they're going to try to do what's right. They're going to yeah. they're gonna work outside the law to try to do things that... The- try to do things for the greater good in their mind. And I think that these people, what, whether you want to call them the Mollies or uh, the, whatever, whatever the other names are for these group of people, um, because people say there, I, I remember watching like a documentary on the Mollies years ago. And this, this guy was like, he just kept going back to like, you know, the Mollies never even existed. The Mollies never even existed. It's like, Maybe the name didn't exist amongst the people, but the people existed. Right, and there, there, they were there's real also fucking a, people. There's also a theory that some of the people we're talking about, like Franklin Gallen and and Benjamin Brannon, who are going to bring it up soon, that they may have like embellished it just to try to make it like a as like a sca- make it like almost like they're the boogeyman to to try to make people not like unions. Right, like we were saying, like you were asking, like why why isn't there like why is there like an anti union vibe here? Uh, in this area now, and that might be part of it. If you go back, like these, they try to paint them. A lot of them try to paint the Molly Maguires as the bad guys. But you have people who love the Molly Maguires, but they're also staunch Republicans, anti-union, anti-union. Yeah, which is very odd, very odd. Um, but um, 
But as far as, like, yeah, it's hard to say what exactly the Mollies didn't didn't do because they were very secretive. And, uh, but they were, there were people who were involved with mines that had their houses burned down that were shot and killed and, and shit like that. And somebody did it. Somebody did it. It was probably the Molly Maguires. And, um, so that, that, that brings in, like I said, Franklin B. Gowan. He's kind of the villain of the piece here. He is the president of the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad which also controls a lot of the coal mines, which they did illegally, like it used to be, because a lot of coal was transported on trains. They used to have rules where you weren't allowed to own a railroad and a coal mine, but the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad did it. And they uh, controlled the coal mines, they controlled the transportation of coal, so they have a stranglehold on everything. We're, t- we're saying this is substandard conditions, and and like nobody cares about the workers. This is the guy. This is the guy that's doing this. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that... <clears throat> We're just a few streets away from... Yeah, like two blocks away from the, the headquarters. The headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. And then the major newspaper in Schuylkill County, uh, which is right down the street, literally one block away from that building, uh, that was run by a man named Benjamin Brannon. It's, it is a minute walk from yeah. from there because... Uh, so I don't know how, uh, how it works when you're going to say like adjacent or like... So I know that... On- it's diagonally across the street from it. Well, the coffee shop. I was going to go. Oh, with. the coffee shop is adjacent to it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like next door. So, so the the Jason the the coffee shop that I hang out on is on one corner, and on the on another corner, but it's not like right across. It's well, it is right diagonally across. across. It's uh, diagonal. Yeah, is the uh, the Reading. Uh, yeah, now it's called Reading Anthracite. Right. The the building, and it's funny because like I was looking at pictures of it from from the 1800s and not much has changed it still yeah. looks the same i used to actually hang out on that corner uh remember when pokemon go was a big yeah thing? yeah po- 2016 yeah. pokemon go pokemon um go. a lot of people would hang out there and uh yeah it's, it's where we hung out like right on right on the steps of that building mm-hmm. so yeah and and then the newspaper is right there next to the coffee shop you're talking yeah, about it's just a few few doors down and the, the guy who runs it benjamin brown and he's a staunch republican Hates Irish Catholics, hates Democrats, hates labor unions. Right, and it's funny just down the road. Um, and, and, and and as I said to you, it's funny that a staunch Republican hates Democrats and unions, just because, like a staunch Republican now. Because today, <laughs> a staunch Republican hates Democrats and unions, but these Democrats and Republicans at the time were basically flipped. Which is, and the other funny thing is, a lot of Irish Catholics are now Republicans. It's so confusing. But that's an abortion thing, mainly. Um. So, whatever the Mollies are, their their main leader in Schuylkill County is uh, John J. Kehoe. Right. Black Jack Kehoe, as they, they would yep. call him. that's what he went by. And he is the head of Schuylkill County's Molly Maguires. And um, the Ancient Order of Hibernians. Yeah, which was basically where the Mollies did their a lot of their stuff. And it, it, it's still around. Yeah, the Ancient Order of Hibernians is like a, it's a fraternal organization. It's right. like the Knights of Columbus or something like that. Yeah. And to be admitted, I think at that point you either had to be from Ireland or have uh, your your father was from Ireland, and that's how you got into the AOH at yeah. that point. Now I think in order, I think you had to be Catholic too. Yeah, to 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 be part of it today, you have to be Catholic, right? Um, as far as I know, like I had uh, my cousin, my cousin uh, Walt was in the AOH, okay, uh, in Philly, um, and. Uh, it's it's weird. It's one of those things. It's like I would love to join something like that. Yeah, yeah. But 
Except for the whole Catholic thing. But the whole Catholic thing. Yeah. I am Catholic. Right. And you're Catholic. Right. So I, we, I was never, I never made communion though, so I don't know if they, the, the, yeah, uh, am I a member in good standing of the church? <laughs> not really. No. No, you're I not. I was never confirmed. Like. Does that matter? I, I, I don't think. I don't know. I, I, you I have to answer them. Yeah. I, Does it matter to me? Absolutely not. See, because you, you've never cared about anything like, like these things. Like, I've I never like, cared, cared about the religion i've never cared about like i think it's cool like the AO. if they didn't have that requirement yeah that would be pretty cool yeah let's start one let's just start our own fucking thing it's like we're, we're branching off against them how kind of how like you know they they had they had the the fight fighting with because I, th- I don't know if it matters today it's like well maybe it does but- i know a while back there was this whole like thing called the sunday assembly it was supposed to be like atheist churches um but I don't know if it really took off or not. Yeah, but I'm talking about like like what if like a local Protestant uh well <laughs> that'd be funny. The local Irish Protestant wanted to join the AOH. It's like, no, you can't, it's for Irish yeah. only. Like Irish Catholic Because only. they have all these discrimination yeah. things today. Like, can they I if it's a I, I mean it's not like a it's pro- a job or anything like that, so I think they would be able to do that. Like you can do um like there are certain things where um you have to be like Jewish or you have to be Joyish? Joyish. You have, to, <laughs> you have to be filled with joy. You have to be joyishly Jewish. Yeah, you can't join that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Jewish or Joyish. I am Goyish, though. You were 1% Jewish for a minute. For a minute, and they revoked my Jewish status. Yeah. They gave me a lot of Baltic. Yeah. I have all those... We, prop- we did those DNA things. I have and- all those prop like purple properties that are really cheap on uh, a Monopoly now. I'm very yeah. Baltic. You, uh... You were one percent when we did those DNA uh, tests. One percent European Jewish. Yeah, yeah. you were one percent, and uh, I, I was like eighty. Uh, it was eighty three percent Irish. Mm-hmm. Then they like reformulated their and, stuff. And they, they, yeah, they updated all the DNA markers, and uh, I am now ninety nine percent Irish, and one percent like English, English slash yeah. Scottish, whatever else, but Welsh. Yeah, and I'm thirty six percent Irish. It actually got bumped up for me too. I think it was like twenty six the first time I did it. Yeah, and then they redid it. Yeah, went to twenty six or thirty six. Yeah, which is more than I am of anything else. I am very much a mutt. Yeah, I but but go. I would love. I would love to be part of something like the AOH. I I I love that stuff. I really do. Um, I love Irish parades. Uh, I I think I think for me it's one of those like you know what I don't like today. I don't like what people are like cultural appropriation. Don't wear a headdress, man. Okay, it's really disrespectful to the Indians. I mean the Native Americans. It's like you can say Indian. Fucking Indians say Indian. It's okay to say Indian. They say it. It's okay to say it. Well, you know it's like they're weird, man. No, fucking shut up. <laughs> and what's to complain about it are white girls. Uh, it's never like that with Irish people. You never see Irish people like, hey, black guy, take that fucking, those green beads off and that, you know, that leprechaun hat. Because we don't care. Because we don't care. And and it's one of those, they're totally accepting of, like, of everyone coming in when it comes to parades and stuff like that. But then you have, like, things like the AOH, and I think that they're really, like, strict with, you know, yeah, you want to be Catholic and Irish and all. Yeah, and like I said, I love the idea, but just, uh, I I could do without the whole religious shit, so Mm -hmm. I want to start one. I want to start one with, uh, that's what we're going to do on the show. We're going to start our own little Irish fucking thing. (laughs) Our our own little, we'll we'll come up with a cool name. This is now an Irish podcast. It is. The murder stuff is gone. No, no, we'll still do that. It's, it's, but it's going to be like a little club, like part of the, a part of the thing. We'll also have another thing like the macabre club where we just talk about like macabre shit. <laughs> this podcast is now six different podcasts. No, it's like all off, little offshoots of it. <laughs> little offshoots. 
Uh, so yeah, so moving on to uh, to somebody who was Irish from Ireland, Blackjack Kehoe, and um, he moved to the United States. When he was twelve. He wound up settling in Gerardville, Pennsylvania, where they still have a. Whereas gig- my mom says Gerardville, Gerardville, Pennsylvania. The R is silent, and Gerardville. The the second R is silent, and he was a coal miner starting very yeah. young, and. Didn't like it, obviously. R- always remembered how shitty it was working in the coal mines. But he later became a uh, businessman. He owned a tavern. He Which was... is still in his family, by the way. Oh, really? To this day, yeah. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, his his grandson, uh, uh, Joe Wayne, mm-hmm. is he's like in his 80s or 90s now. Oh, wow. And Joe Wayne, uh, I think it's his grandson. Yeah, I think it's his grandson. Because um, Gerardville still does have a, it's a little, little, little town and has a gigantic St. Patrick's Day parade every there. year. You were there. Yeah. Outside of the bar. Yeah. There was. That's Black, the bar. That's the, the, the bar. The, yeah. Black that's Jack so bar, yeah. The bar. We are the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's where we were. We were outside. You're of, Irish. I'm Swiss. We are the bar. Yeah. We were outside of Joe Wayne's uh, bar, which was, I think it's the same. It might. I don't know if that's the same building. Okay. Because it, it might be one of those deals where it was somewhere right. else, but it burned down or something like, like that. Like the but, first Welba, basically. Right, <laughs> They yeah. just moved it up the street. But, that's Joe, but Joe Wayne, it's been in the family, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Since, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's he's uh, re- he becomes a high constable, too. He's very, yeah. very involved in the local scene and a, a prominent just, figure. Just like his grandson today, Joe Wayne. Yeah. Joe Wayne's like the guy. Mm-hmm. And so, so Blackjack Kehoe is a labor advocate. He organizes. And again, we don't know exactly what the Mollies did and what they were were not responsible for. Right. But there was some violence going on. Uh, the first big act of violence that they think that was the Mollies and that uh, the Pinkertons and, and everybody accused them of was the murder of James Bergen, who was a Civil War vet and a, a staunch Republican. And again, the Republicans are like Abraham Lincoln's party. They're the ones that are pro-Civil War. Because at this point, the big issue in American politics is the Civil War. So if you're pro-Civil War, you're probably a Republican. If you're anti-Civil War, you're probably a Democrat. Yeah, and it was one of those things. Is, uh, it, 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 it's funny because you could, you could be like, look, he was pro-war. Look, you guys love war. You know, like that's right. how a Republican, excuse me, a Republican would argue it today mm-hmm. just because it's always like something to kind of fit their narrative, right. you know. But but then, like, if they want to take credit, it's like, it's like, look, the Republicans freed the slaves. It's like, but mm-hmm. you're not the same Republican Party. You're different. Right. You, you've changed your fucking politics over the years. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think at that time... Um, well, at that time, Republicans were for a stronger central government. That was the thing. Yeah, like, they, they, the Democrats were more states' rights people. It, that that That's the thing that really flipped. Democrats used to be more individual rights, states' rights, and Republicans were, we want a strong central government. Yeah, the the Republicans were the big government party, right? And that's why, yeah, that's why I say they flipped. Yeah, um, and that started around the New Deal. That started around um, the New Deal because Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican. He was probably one of the most liberal presidents we've ever had, right? So, um, so you have James Berg, and he's a wounded Civil War veteran. He came back to, uh, I believe, Coal Creek might have been the name of the town he lived in. I've Coal something, mm. and. He, Coldale? Not Coldale. No. Um, okay. Coal River, Coal Creek, something like that. He um, he was murdered in 1863, January of 1863. Now, one of the sources that 
really pinned his death to the Molly Maguires was a book called The Molly Maguires. It was put out in 1877 by F.P. DeWeese. Right. Which is funny because I grew up with uh, people with the last name DeWeese. Oh, uh, it's funny. Some people probably never heard this name before in yeah. their lives. And I grew up like uh, there was a, a kid I grew up with, Chicky DeWeese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete DeWeese. No. Oh. Um, I, I remember there was a fighter, an MMA fighter, Edwin DeWeese. Where's he from? I don't know. It'd be funny if he was from Philly. Be hilarious. Good. Uh, so he, uh, and, but a lot of people think that Molly McGuire's book by DeWeese was a like a, a propaganda piece that yeah. that um, the Gowan and 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 like that that whole thing were really pushing. And then obviously the Alan Pinkerton book was sensationalized. He wrote a book about the Molly McGuire's, but somebody did kill James Bergen. Actually, a group of five people killed James Bergen. Three of them actually pulled the trigger. Uh, so. Yeah, basically, like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of anti-Civil War sentiment going on in uh, in the area. The Irish coal miners are afraid that if the uh, the slaves are freed, and they were freed, the Emancipation Proclamation was in 1862, uh, took effect in 1863, they were afraid that like these freed slaves were going to move north and take their jobs. That was like one of the concerns they had. Yeah. And um, so they are still having labor problems, they're sabotaging mining equipment. Uh, so there's a huge... In this, in 1862, actually, May of 1862, there's a huge mine strike in Schuylkill County. 1,500 mine workers go on strike along western Schuylkill County, which is where we are. Yeah. And uh, the striking workers sabotaged pumps that kept water from flooding the coal mines, and they're not working. And the governor of Pennsylvania at the time, Andrew Greg Curtin, sends 800 troops during a war. During the Civil War, he sends 800 troops to Schuylkill County to calm down the strike. And that made people even more angry at the the not like like the union at the United States government, right? Uh, so that and then the at at that time the Emancipation Proclamation happened. So in early 1863, the slaves are officially freed, and so tension is boiling now. It is super tense, and so five people go in the home of James and Elizabeth Bergen at the time. It's January second, 1863, and they ask James Bergen for ale. And it's believed that the the James Bergen and his wife ran what's called what's called a shabin, or shebeen, uh, which was an unlicensed beer house. It was people who would sell beer out of their house illegally. In fact, his wife was later arrested for this, or before this. At some point, she was arrested for running in in an unlicensed uh, place that sold alcohol, or whatever you want to call it, an alehouse. Uh, but James Bergen told the five men there was no ale to be had. Three of the five men drew revolvers and opened fire on him. And later, like people around there said that when he, when the five people left, they were cheering for Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy. Uh, and then there were more attacks in that around that time too. Uh, I think a lot of people, somebody was like a union, um, or not a union, a draft, uh, like somebody helped coordinate the draft and things like that. Because there was obviously Civil War, there was a military draft, and that was another reason people were against it. They didn't want to be drafted into in the military service for what they called a rich man's war. And a lot of these were eventually blamed on the Molly Maguires. Uh, there's not a lot of hard evidence uh, because it's not like they were being. It's not like uh, McParland was even there at the time, but people thought it was them. And then in um, the same year, 1863, uh, George K. Smith, who was a mine superintendent in Carbon County, which is where Jim Thorpe is now. Back then, it was called what? Mockchunk. Mockchunk. Yeah. Mockchunk. Yeah. Uh, he was shot and killed by a band of men who burst in his home on November 5th, 1863. The men were uh, they were described as wearing fake whiskers, like fake beards, and blackened faces. 
and blackened like they were in a coal mine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, not blackface, right? Not like uh, well, they probably did like rub coal not, on coal dust or something on their faces. No, but, but what I'm yeah. saying is not like Al Jolson. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're not. Yeah, it's okay. not that. <laughs> that would have been funny if they came in <laughs> dancing with white gloves. Oh my goodness! Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So the New York Times really put this one of the Molly Maguires. Molly Maguires on the rampage was the headline of the New York Times. So people are already saying it's the Molly Maguires. Uh, Fifteen years later, a witness said Smith was killed for helping the government enforce the war draft, and that the group responsible went by a few different names: the Hibernians, again the AOH, mm-hmm. the Buckshots was another name for the Molly Maguires, and the Molly Maguires. The disguises really were similar to things they would do back in Ireland with those secret societies we were talking about earlier, the Defenders and these other ones. Yeah. Uh, they would wear dresses. They would wear women's clothing and paint their faces white when they would go to attack and murder people. And that is mummery, which is still a big thing for the Irish in Philadelphia to this day. Which I was a mummer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was they would, they would wear their wives like nightgowns or something and dance down the street. So, <laughs> yeah. And and then there was other things too. They would do like um, I forget what the the is it two step? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was a dance. It was like a, an African American. So what it was is black people would do these dances to make fun of white people, uh, to make fun of like the white slave owners and stuff like that. And right. they would do this dance, and then people in the mummers were kind of making fun of the black people's dance. Mm-hmm. And they would dress up as like mammies and stuff like that. And they would have like the bonnets on and the dresses. And that's kind of what it is. It it, it does have to do. It is a little, it's racist pretty right. much. Uh, um, even to like lately they, they were making fun of, but, but the thing is, is they do like political, like they've always been political and they always right. do like what's in the news. Uh, yeah, there's a heavy satirical element. To uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they, they, we're making fun of uh, Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, except, I think this year there's a lot of Eagle stuff because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's always something, and they always do like different themes, and there's different kinds. You have them. You have like the um, like the comics where you just, people's yeah. What you're favorites. talking about is the comics. Yeah, that's the that's the heart and soul of the Mummers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then like more casual people like the string bands, the and string things bands. Like that. Yeah, yeah. and then, but like I was in the like the fancies and fancy brigades mm-hmm. and. To, I, I don't know exactly what uh, the difference is. I don't remember at this point. But when I was little... I think uh, the fancy brigades are like more like higher uh, higher end like props and stuff. And they actually split off. And I think they do like their big presentations in the convention center now. Or at least they did for a while. Oh, really? Like the, yeah, the fancy brigades were like the Vikings and the shooting stars. It's like a newer thing. Right. I, wh- I think they have like bigger props and you stuff. You said they're the what? Uh, the fancy brigades. What's the fancy then? It's another. It's like Hog Island and. Well, I was part. I was in Hog. Island. Yeah, that's that's the. And fancies. I was in. I was in Hog Island and Gold. They're more like smaller floats, and it's like not a group presentation. It's more like individually st- individual stuff. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, what? I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was in Hog Island as a kid. Uh, there's a picture I have of. Uh, I was dressed like as a little uh, Mexican. Okay. Uh, like a little sombrero and a gu- guitar. I was like two or three when I was. Uh, dressed and i think that was that was for hog island then when i was like 11 i was in uh golden sunrise but i was a um oh man what the heck what the heck are they called 
they're basically just the people that walk along the sides. Okay, yeah. You have like a ribbon on your thing. You walk. You're basically like security. Okay, kind of. Eleven year old security. Eleven year old security guard. Well, I was a hoss. Yeah, eleven. No, it, it was just like you're kind of like you're part of the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I forget what they're what they're called. Some, you know, I'm sure somebody can. Somebody knows. It, yeah. uh, and then my my dad was part. Of my dad, but my dad was part of like the Argon Club, mm-hmm. a couple different ones. I think my grandfather was my my mom's dad was even part of one like years ago. I yeah, could be so wrong. like what we were saying, it's like it's still a big thing. It's still a big thing. Yeah, I mean the Mummers now, like the last probably ten twenty years, it's not as big as it was, but. Because they're not, it's, 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 still it's a, a funding thing. issue yeah. and stuff like that. And because of the, uh, people are, people are getting a little bit more PC and some of the, like these people are obviously not PC. Right. You're living your own little bubble. Like mm-hmm. you're still, you're, we're still living in our own bubble. We're still very like kind of uh standoffish against other, like when I grew up, my mom would always say, uh, never trust a Dago. Okay. She would say that. Mm-hmm. What, what's the matter? You seem a little uncomfortable. I just said that. <laughs> it's interesting. I didn't say the N-word. That's true. You didn't. I didn't yeah. say the N-word, no. but that's the thing is you get uncomfortable by Dego. Nobody's going to be bothered by it. Why? An Italian person is going to get like, oh, he said Dego. It doesn't work like that. The only people that can be offended are Latinos uh, and blacks, I think. I think they're the only ones that are allowed to get offended these days. Can anybody else get offended? Oh, Native Americans. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Is anybody really going to rise up and complain if somebody? I don't think so. I think we'll I, be all right. I wasn't done talking. Oh no, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, if if uh, if somebody like insults uh, an Asian person, ah, uh, people do get a f- yeah. People do get. You sure? You yeah. sure about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think they're one of those. It's like one of those groups because there's not enough of them. We need more Asian people here. <laughs> We just need we need more we need more we need Asian. an Asian president. This is this 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 podcast is brought to you by Andrew, Yang twenty twenty. Yeah, Andrew Yang. Just get him. Yeah, he had he has like all these new uh platforms because obviously the big thing was like universal basic income. Uh, now he wants he's also like pushing uh, legalizing marijuana yeah. nationwide. Um, fifteen dollar minimum wage, universal health care, uh, paying just, college athletes. I'm just joking, by the way, about Asian people not getting fucking. Uh, not not being able to be offended, of, you know. Of, of Anybody can be offended. Of course they can. No, I'm just. I, I think people... I think the ones that, that get the most offended by things, are like as far as cultures go, are are blacks and Latinos, mainly blacks, obviously, and then uh, like Native Americans get really, really offended by things. Uh, but but where I, when I was growing up, it was it was like the Irish kind of all stuck together. Mm-hmm. Well, it was kind of segregated anyway. You had your Italian sections. You yeah. Had, you had Ju- Jewish sections. You had like your Lithuanian sections. Yeah, it was like. Or as they say when I was growing up, Lithwaks. <laughs> um, your Lithwaks, your Polacks. Those are my people. And then Northeast were all the Russian Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there were there were different sections like that. When I was, when I was growing up, there were Cambodians. There were a lot of Cambodians in, in South Philly. Like mm-hmm. there was a, um, there was a group of Cambodians. I think there was like. Uh, Puerto, Puerto Ricans, or as my mother would say, Puerto Ricans. Um, what's the matter? <laughs> Puerto Ricans. I always think that's funny. <laughs> you always look uncomfortable <laughs> if it's not completely PC. <laughs> you always get so weird. You're like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just telling you what it, what they said when I was growing up. They said Puerto Ricans. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Even just... if they were Mexican, Puerto Ricans. Yeah. <laughs> what's the difference? 
couple couple miles. The Gulf of Mexico is a difference. But I'm just saying, to, that's what they would say. Like, what's the difference? Like, when 9-11 happened. I, oh, yeah, yeah. The, I remember the my, Sikhs, yeah. Yeah, my mom wouldn't go in the fucking... National Wholesale Liquidator. Yeah, she wouldn't go in there. And I was like, why? Because of that 9-11, what they fucking did. I was like, different group of people. Yeah. You know, but, that, but that's that's the thing. Everybody gets lumped together. Mm-hmm. And hey, hey, look, not for not, not for anything. Uh, people today, black people lump all white people together. Before like a certain time, like seriously, listen to what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Before a certain time, white people weren't all like that in fucking Europe. We didn't all like each other. Right. You know, and that's what happens today. Like we lump Christians together going back to, to all this stuff. Yeah, it was Catholic versus Protestant. It was, was a, it was segregated there. The Ireland, they literally had to divide the country because yeah. of it. We had, yeah, so so when people start lumping white people together and acting like we're all the same, it's like, don't do that. Because, yeah, all of Ireland can't get along. Well, we especially didn't like England. You mm-hmm. know, like, like they had the song, Come Out You Black and Tans. Yeah. You know, they fucking hated the English. And then there's the Welsh and the Scottish, and that's another story. And yeah. then England black and tans bad. Yingling black and tans good. Good, very delicious. Good. Uh, what's the one that I like? Oh, Lord Chesterfield Ale. Oh, delicious. The uh, the thing I had earlier this week was um um oh what do you call it? It's actually it's, something it's like I, a stout. Uh, no, no. And actually, we're gonna throw a plug to a buddy of ours. Uh, I heard about it on uh. Uh, banging beers because I listened to one of the uh, podcasts that do it's on uh, interviews with everyday people. If people want to check that out, they're uh, on social media, YouTube. Uh, our buddy Tony is the guy who like basically runs that whole ship over there, and um, he would he had I'd heard him talking about it on his podcast. Yingling did a special thing; they'd done a tasting of it once, in, I think like January, but for two days this week, Friday, Thursday, and Friday, they were doing a um, bourbon barrel reserve. Where it's, it was Yingling Black and Tan, which is it's Black and Tan is a mix of their um, premium beer, I think it's called. It's like their Pilsner. Yeah. And it, it's like 40% that and 60% Yingling Porter, which is like a darker beer, almost like a stout. Uh, but it's a mixture of those. That's why it's Black and Tan. Yeah. Like Black is the stout. Uh, the Porter Tan is the uh, the uh, premium beer, I think, which is a Pilsner. And they they would have that, but they would age it in whiskey barrels. So it has like that smokiness, that little like whiskey flavor, but without the the bite of hard liquor, or bourbon, not whiskey, bourbon barrels. Bourbon, yeah. Uh, and it's oh, it was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah, you're telling. You came back. You had a uh, a big inflatable Yingling <laughs> bottle. Yeah, because it was at the uh, they have a gift shop across the street from the brewery, and if you wore green, they give you a free gift, and it was an inflatable uh, beer bottle. What did you wear? What, uh, what green shirt did you wear? I wore this shirt I'm wearing now. It's a Kelly Green old school Philadelphia Eagles shirt that I got stains. On today from eating th- uh, Thai food. <laughs> you didn't eat Thai food. We ate Irish food today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a deconstructed... Irish. Thai- I had a, uh, a deconstructed um, a deconstructed shepherd's pie. <laughs> okay. A.K.A. Um, A.K.A. Drunkard noodles. Well, that was drunkard. There we go. That's the Irish tie-in. I had drunkard noodles. Drunkard noodles, which are delicious. By they the are. Way. So let's, uh, let's talk about James McParlin now, because it's time to talk about the downfall of the Molly Maguires. Oh, boy. Um, here we go. So eventually Franklin Gowan has enough. And by the way, Franklin Gowan, in addition to owning all these mines, he's also the district attorney of Schuylkill County. Okay. He's the head lawyer of Schuylkill County. Um, and so he brings in Alan Pinkerton, the world's first private detective or America's first private detective, at least. And Pinkerton, uh, this is what 
Gowan, according to Pinkerton's book about the Molly Maguires, this is what Franklin Gowan said about the Molly Maguires. He said, and this is a quote from Pinkerton's book, the coal fields are infested by a most desperate class of men banded together for the worst purposes, called by some the buckshots, by others the Molly Maguires, and they are making sad havoc with the country. It is a secret organization, has its meeting in out-of-the-way places, and its members, I have been convinced ever since my residence in Pottsville and my connection with the criminal courts as district attorney in the county of Schuylkill, are guilty of a majority of all the of the murders and other deeds of outrage which for many years have been committed in the neighborhood. So that's that's how he viewed the Mollies. And uh James McParlin is a employee of Alan Pinkerton. He's a detective that works in Chicago. And they bring him in and he's the man for the job. He is an Irish immigrant for one thing. Um Pinkerton was Scottish. Um uh McParlin is Irish. He worked at a bar before he worked for Alan Pinkerton, so he knew how to kind of speak the language there. And he um, he knew how these Irish secret societies operated from being in Ireland. And so he comes into Schuylkill County in October of 1873, which is actually a quiet time. There's not a lot of violence. There hasn't been a, a, a murder in Schuylkill County. Uh, there hasn't been a murder by the Molly Maguires in about three years and in the area, the last one was in December of 1871, and it was uh, in Carbon County. It was uh, Morgan Powell, who was a mine boss. He's the the last person before the entrance of uh, James McParland, they think, was killed by the Mollies. So he's calling himself James McKenna, James McParland, and that actually got him in trouble. Somebody at a post office had a thing. He was like, there's two things here with James McKenna and James McParland, and they're in the same handwriting, but nobody really took notice. He had some kind of excuse for it. Um, he was, a he was telling people he was a, an AOH member, ancient or Hibernian's member and a counterfeiter from Buffalo. And he came South to Pennsylvania to avoid murder charges. He, um, he had built a relationship with Pat Dormer, who was a, believed to be a Molly Maguire's leader. And he ran the Sheridan house, which is a, a saloon in downtown Pottsville. And so, which by the way, we, uh, we were trying to do some research earlier to find out exactly where the Sheridan house was. We mentioned it earlier with the pig outside. That's the only thing we could really find of it on uh, on Google, really. We just mm-hmm. Googled it. and um, Now, ar- across the street from it, I mm-hmm. mean, it's not directly across the street. It's, just, it's across and down a little bit. Uh, probably a minute walk or two is the uh, Historical Society of Pottsville. Yes. And uh, I'm sure if I could go there and find out. <clears throat> oh, yeah, they would be able to tell you in an instant. But the address on the picture says 216. So we, were, we weren't sure if it was 216 North Center or 216 South Center. Yeah, it's on uh, Center Street, which now, is the main street of Pottsville. If it's 216 South Center, that is right across from where we live if there wasn't a building in the way. Right. Like if uh, on our top floor, you can look out the door and, or look out the window and see it. And look down to see yeah. this building, it, the, the exact address. If it were 216 South, if it's 216 North, it's again, only about 10 minute walk down center street, you know, uh, and today would be a place called Mama Millie's. Yeah, it's a bakery. It's a bakery. A little bake shop, yeah. Because that, that's the, the current address there is, is 216. So <clears throat> it's either one of these two buildings. So if it's south, it's right basically across from us. Um, 
if it's north, then it's it's down a few minutes. But it's but it's but then it would be by the uh, historical society, and the historical society absolutely would. Not. Oh yeah, they would know. Absolutely. But they don't open until Wednesday. I tried calling <laughs> earlier, but they don't open until Wednesday. So we, I, we may have an update on that. I guess. Yeah, maybe uh, on the next episode because I I am really interested now in knowing if if that is the if the Mama Millie's address is the one yeah. or either one really. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. So, yeah, the Sheridan house is where McKenna kind of um, ingratiates himself with Pat Dormer, which is his inroad to the Molly Maguires. Uh, apparently, he ingratiated himself by winning a fight, because that's what you did back then. Okay. He danced a jig, and he sang the Molly Maguires song. I guess they had a, so- a special song. So that's how he like got in the good graces of uh, of Pat Dormer. And so... Pat Dormer connects him with uh, Michael Muff Lawler, who was the body master for the Shenandoah area of the for the Molly Maguires. And the body master was like almost like an underboss. They would basically be like running a, a like there was one head boss for the entire county, right. which in Schuylkill County was Blackjack Kehoe. And then there would be body masters who would basically run operations in certain regions of that county. Yeah. And Muff Lawler was the Shenandoah. Because they would say Shendo. That's uh, all they say it up here. Sh- yeah. Shendo. Yeah. He was the, and that was a big town back then. It was like 10,000 people it was a booming town uh, from, from the coal industry. Uh, he was the body master there. And uh, M- James McParlin, who was now James McKenna, became a boarder at Lawler's house. He worked his way into the Maguires. He got initiated in the Molly Maguires. What really got him in good with, uh, with uh, Muff Lawler was that they were going to visit a, um, a sick friend and a sick member of the Mollies who's like uh, dying, I think, or just very ill. And somebody came in and tried to kill, uh, threatened to kill Muff Lawler and McParlin McKenna pulled a gun on him and basically stopped him while Lawler jumped out a window. Okay. <laughs> so at that point, he's, he's a made man. So he put point. him in his good graces. Yeah, he got yeah. in his good graces. And he actually became the secretary of that Shenandoah division. He became like a, a high ranking member of the Mollies. Uh, and he started really looking deeply into a murder in 1868 of a mine boss named Alexander Ray. And his suspicion was that Alexander Ray was murdered by an ex-Molly uh, who went by Kelly the Bum. He was an ex-Molly because he got kicked out for being too crazy for the Molly McGuire. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, his name was Daniel Kelly, they believe, but he would go by Manus Call. But people called him Kelly the Bum. Okay. And um, he so he started to buddy up to, to Kelly the Bum. Um, and he, re- he noticed that the, the call, I'm just gonna call him call. He's in St. Kelly, the bum call was hanging around with Pat Hester, who was another saloon owner. He was a suspected Molly, but he had a lot of money. His wife was like high society, very well to do family. And, uh, he figured if, if Manus call, if Kelly, the bum is hanging around with this guy, he must have something on him. And that's why he's not telling him to get, fucking get lost. So, so, uh, his plan was to get called drunk enough that he would confess. He was. Uh, he just wanted to keep liquoring him up until he would just blurt it all out. That didn't happen. What did happen with uh, with Manus Call was he got arrested for burglary, and they tried a little trick on him. Uh, he was arrested for burglary, and uh, one thing we didn't mention about Gowan and this uh, Reading Philadelphia Reading Railroad and the coal industry there. Yeah, they had their own police force, the Coal and Iron Police. Right. And a captain for that police force, while uh, Call was locked up, told him um, basically that McKenna told me everything. 
like we got McKenna. He told me everything uh, about what you did with um, about what you did with the um, the the mind boss. I forget the guy's name now. That was killed in 1860. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. It's right there, Alexander Ray. He's like, yeah, uh, you, uh, yeah, he said uh, that uh, McKenna told us everything about Alexander Ray, and basically that got that got called to confess. Like they basically it was that whole thing they do now, where like, yeah, your buddy talks, so yeah. you might as well spill the beans. Uh, but he, he didn't know his buddy was undercover, and so he did confess to Call Hester. And um, two other Molly Maguires did wind up killing uh, Alexander Ray. Hester and the other two were actually tried and hanged for it. And I think Call just got kicked out of town. And then by mid-1875, Lawler is no longer Molly Maguire, or just no longer the uh, the body master. And his, um, his successor, Frank McAndrew, also out of the picture. So... James McKenna becomes the body master for Shenandoah. He is like a yeah. high-ranking Molly Maguire now. <laughs> he has worked his way up to near the top. Um, he's basically reporting right to Blackjack Kehoe. And so then it wound up that a uh, a police officer wound up getting murdered in uh, Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. And the Mollies were likely uh, involved with that. And then and right after that, like a few weeks after that, was something called Bloody Saturday. A justice of the peace was killed and a guy named Ju- uh, Gomer James was killed. Uh, Gomer James had killed a, a member of the Molly Maguire, so that was like a revenge hit. Right. And some of these guys, uh, including Gomer James, like when McKenna would find out that somebody was going to get hit, uh, he would try to stop it. He would get them arrested, try to get them out of town. He would do whatever he could to stop them from being killed. This guy, he saved them once, but he couldn't save them the second time. So eventually here, um, McKenna, or, uh, McKenna McParlin, his cover's being blown because he's not sending people to go out and do hits. He like, like if another um, body master is calling him, he's not sending people. He, cause he doesn't, he can't like, even though he's undercover, he can't murder somebody. Right. So eventually by 1878, uh, I forget the exact date. No, 1878 is when black Jackie Hill died. Uh, so eventually they, they arrest 19, I think 19, no, 20. 20 Molly Maguires eventually get arrested and executed, including Blackjack Kehoe. Um, yeah, Blackjack Kehoe was hanged in 1878. 19 others were hanged between 1875 and 1879. Ten of them on one day, I think, was called like Black... Um, it's like the largest mass ex- mass execution in, in the history of uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Ten of them were hanged in one day. They were hanged right around here, too. Or was Blackjack Kehoe hanged in uh, Jim Thorpe? I know some of them were here in Pottsville. Yeah, some were so, in Jim Thorpe. right. A handful were in Pottsville and uh, a handful in Jim Thorpe. I think, I think Blackjack Kehoe was was killed here in Pottsville. Mm-hmm. Which is if you go, um, so if you're standing on the corner of that uh, coffee shop that I hang out, which is diagonal across the street from the, and it was also the boy, hood home of John O'Hara. John O'Hara, right? Yeah. Um, who had nothing to do with any of this? No. Uh, he but came it, later. But but uh, did he have anything to do with any kind of murder that we could eventually talk about? Because that'd be cool. Uh, so anyway, coffee shop. If you stand on the corner and you look down second, you could you can see like a clock tower. Mm-hmm. You can actually see the clock tower from like uh, our see house from the highway. You can see it from a lot of places. But like our house, you can see it from the top floor. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, you look down Second Street. You look far enough, you can see where the um, clock tower is. And where the, uh, that's where the, the prison is. Yeah, the prison's behind it. The clock tower is a courthouse. You're right. 
The prison is behind. They're next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where. Very convenient. That's where they were hanged. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they they were not given a fair trial. Not by any stretch of the imagination. No, and here's the thing. This is where, and going back to what I was saying earlier, it's like 10 of these guys were were hanged. They were killed. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Who's the good guy here? Because you're ki- if killing's bad, you're killing somebody. This is my argument with the death penalty. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm saying. I'm going. I'm I'm making your argument. Uh, if killing is bad, then why kill? You know, it's because it's the law. But you're just making yourself the law now, and that's basically what it is. It's a power thing. It's who's in power mm-hmm. and who's you know. It's like oh, I'm in power. I make uh, I, I make the the rules and and. The way I see it, though, it's like, well, then fine. But then if you're saying don't kill, then then maybe amend it to only we can kill. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can't kill only cops can kill or whatever. Or only the, you know, because the, that's exactly what happens. That's what happened here. Like, James McParlin, is he a good guy? Because he's... He's infiltrating. He's doing all this work, and it's a lot of work. And for he's him. not a cop. He's a private detective. How long is he doing this for? He was, I think, he was in the cover for like eighteen months, something like that. Okay, well, eighteen months, and he rose, or maybe it was closer to two years. So okay, so two years, yeah. and he gets yeah, he, he, pretty he, high. He shot his way to the top. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty fast. And now he's responsible for the deaths of ten people, twenty ten, people. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people. That you're responsible for the deaths of. But their argument would be they were, yeah, but those, how many deaths were those 20 people responsible for? Like at least 16, they think. And because, why were those people killed? Because they were responsible for deaths. Yeah, like by having substandard working conditions, yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's what it is. These these people were rising. So it's, in this case, the, it's the Irish uh, coal miners are the slaves and these, you know, railroad owners and stuff mm-hmm. are the slave masters all they're doing is rising up against them yeah it's like uh communist russia and soviet russia like the workers rose up like it's uh this like that whole that's why that's why it's like thing. for me it's kind of hard to it's like whose side are you on are you on james mckenna's side because he's he's doing what he thinks is right you mm-hmm. know but now you're responsible for it's like you know what this reminds me of uh do you remember movie called Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth. No, no. In the, in the early 90s, there was a movie called the Stone Cold. Yeah, with the Boz. Didn't think we'd be bringing up the Boz today. The Boz joins uh, a motor... He goes undercover and joins this like motorcycle gang mm-hmm. where he like rises like up the ranks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like Point Break, Johnny Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same story. But yeah, he rises and then you know he gets the people like... Well, the one I always thought of when I was reading this, I thought of uh, Donnie Brasco. Okay. The FBI guy who wound up really infiltrating uh, one of the big crime families. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. That's that's why they're undercover. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever met an undercover cop? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you worked with one, didn't you? Or uh, I, you worked um, with a lady and her husband. Yeah, her husband was an undercover cop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my ex, her, um, one, one of my exes, uh, she had a, like a, a cousin, like a relative that was mm-hmm. uh, an undercover cop and it was like wow that's wild man like you just mm-hmm. you look at them and it's like literally like he, they look different than yeah. you know what they yeah. look like before it was like yeah because they're undercover 
I always love the undercover bikers. They're they're probably it's like like the Stone yeah. Cold thing that I was talking about, mm-hmm. Brian Bosworth. Like um, that's like I I really want to see Black Klansman, which is the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's different because they that's like a almost like a Cyrano de Bergerac yeah. thing because they have somebody they're using somebody as a voice. Uh, that yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to this. So yeah, just kind of like to just to how fucked up this trial was. Um. Most of the evidence is coming from James McParlin, uh, just his accounts of being in the Mollies, and uh, they did have somebody that flipped. Jimmy Kerrigan was a Molly McGuire that turned witness for the prosecution. Uh, his wife said he was lying. His wife wouldn't provide clothing for him because he'd, quote, picked innocent men to suffer for his crime, and uh, they thought that Kerrigan got a deal because James McParlin was engaged to Jimmy Kerrigan's sister-in-law. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot going on here. And then again, and the, the district attorney prosecuting the case is Franklin Gowan, the head of the railroad, the head of the mines. He is prosecuting oh, the case. this isn't biased at all. No Irish Catholics are allowed on the jury. Uh, there were a lot of jurors that were immigrants from Dutch and Germany this is like, who uh, could not speak English. Wow, this is worse even than the fucking uh, Mumia case yeah. we talked about. Because only so many uh, blacks were allowed on the... Yeah on the jury then no irish catholics were allowed on on this jury. they stacked the deck against the molly mcguires they stacked the deck against them and so um i love the 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 fact that there were multiple uh multiple jurors didn't yeah one was a (laughs) one was a german immigrant he couldn't read or write english and then he died during the trial so they had to retry them that's nice Uh, yeah another was a, a guy who just came over from uh from the netherlands and he couldn't speak much english either uh, so McParlin's work and, and just uh, Blackjack Kehoe and everybody being killed, that, that kills the Molly Maguires. The Molly Maguires were dead by 1880. Right. Um, organized labor was not. Organized labor was not. You had uh, big union things going on in Pittsburgh like a couple years after this. Philadelphia to this day is a strong union town. Uh, the unions really did boom. Not here, though. Not here. There's still not a strong coal miners union. There's not a strong union presence anywhere in this area. No. And, and they think it's because the Molly Maguires were the best shot of it. And then they made them the boogeyman. And then they, they just kept them down after that. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because, like, that's what people were still hoping for with, with Trump. When Trump came in, because Trump would talk about, you know, how mm-hmm. he's going to, like, bring, like, coal is going to be, like, protected and, mm-hmm. and huge or huge. And, uh, like, There's even been no real change. No, the there hasn't industry. been. Like you go by where my mom lives, and there, like, there are people who's like, like Trump for coal, and that's really what it, what it what that, and you know, they want to vote for Trump because they're fucking racist. And they were mad the black guy won twice. Yeah, and, yeah, know. that's well, that's absolutely true. I, I watched a thing from Schuylkill County, and it was like, it was like I'll never vote for that beep, and it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, really, dude? Yeah. Like I'll vote for anybody but that beep. I'll never vote for that Dago. I can't believe they said that. They didn't say Dago. Uh. No. Even the, the, even though we know Dagos are part. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, Sicilians are part black. Uh, very... That was always what they said. Yeah, that was always the thing. Uh, so, the, um, yeah, because coal, the real enemy of coal is not Obama or regulations or environment. It's, it's natural gas. It's cheaper and it's cleaner. Another thing, and... too, another thing, too, is uh, marijuana. Uh, they they have hemp pellets for for heating. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have hemp pellets, which could be a uh, a cheaper alternative. Oh, uh, and- the weed with you. Uh huh. <laughs> That's a joke. It's uh, not a joke. I don't find it funny. Uh, 
it's i think uh hemp pellets are, are a better and cheaper uh how much farmland would it take to grow enough to like heat cities though well we don't need to heat cities we don't like because if we're we're worried about locally with these with the coal miners around here mm-hmm. they're worried about like one coal for for money mm-hmm. and for cheap heating yeah and it's local mm-hmm. so we're we're worried we're talking locally right there's farms. We we have lots of farmland. Around yeah, there's here. plenty of open space. There's yeah, lots of farmland. Plus, we also don't always have to grow, uh, build out. We could build up. Yeah, and uh, well, we are gonna start growing wheat around here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they better have tight security on that damn building. And weed, the way weed could be, weed could be levels and levels and levels of. You could take like an old part, like a parking structure. Yeah. And just levels and levels, level. Like I said, you could build up. You don't need just one field, and that's it. You could build out and up, mm-hmm. and grow. You could grow weed in your bedroom. You know, you could grow weed anywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the arguments they were making at that uh, that thing. Listening tour. Yeah, the listening yeah. tour we went to. We saw the lieutenant governor, right? Um, who was trying to build a grow house. <clears throat> yeah. With uh, Franco Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't always need to build. Like I say, you don't need to just build out. You can build out and up. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it can be done. Um, and so I, I think that uh, that that coal country could become, you know, like cannabis, cannabis country. country. Yeah, absolutely. And that could be that. That could be the new coal. Like, but they're hanging Green on gold. To- huh? Oh, no, oil was black gold, not not coal. Green diamond. Okay. Let's look at black diamond. Yeah, uh, black green green. Diamond. I don't like that. Okay, I don't like that one. Um, but the the problem is, is that there are so many people that are against it, and they don't know why they're against <laughs> marijuana. They have no idea because the government said it was bad. Yeah, probably. Oh, I'm not like like the one guy was like, I know people that smoke. <laughs> Talk about it on the last podcast. Yeah, probably, I smoked that, and I know how bad that stuff is. Meanwhile, right? he probably went home and drank a twelve pack of beer. Yeah, that guy's never fucking smoked weed in his life. So, uh, so back to the Mollies. Uh, what did happen later is that uh, Blackjack Kehoe's great great grandson uh, pushed for him to be pardoned, and he was. Uh, okay, so I kept saying grandson earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it was his great great grandson. Oh, is this the same guy? Uh, pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Joe Wayne. Uh, so yeah, he, and in 1979, the uh, then governor of Pennsylvania, Milton Schapp, who I believe just died not that long ago. Um, really? He pardoned uh, Blackjack Kehoe posthumously. James McParlin continued to work for the Pinkertons. He wound up being the head of the Denver office there. He captured another union leader. And this, was, uh, this was on our Twitter. I have to get back into what I've been slacking this week on doing uh, like true crime all, history all and true crime birthday. Yeah, I haven't been twitting. Oh, okay. I I've been off of uh, crime Twitter, Mike. Uh, uh, so when when you send out one of those things on Twitter, what's it called? Tweet. So that's what my grandma, uh, my grandfather used to call a vagina. A tweet. Yeah, <laughs> he would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, her little tweet." Talk <laughs> like some girl, like any girl. Yeah, I bet she's got a pretty little tweet. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pervert. What can I say? He also hated the Irish, and he was fucking Irish. Yeah. Well, now you know, like DNA wise, he was pretty much one hundred percent Irish. Right. That, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because that that name his 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 uh, surname is English, but he's more fucking Irish yeah, than anything. Right, and he and he would he would argue that his surname was uh, German, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was English. Uh, <laughs> he fucking 
hated the Irish. Don't know why. Yeah. Hated them. My grandmother, his wife, loved the Irish. Right. And my mother loved the Irish. Like I said, it was so important in our family growing mm-hmm. up. My grandfather hated it. Always yeah. wanted to be German. <laughs> Fucking weird. Go ahead. And he didn't live to see a German bar open here. He didn't, man. No. He would have he liked it, though. Yeah. He would have liked it. Um, so, yeah, his name was clear. McParlin winds up um, capturing, and this was on the Twitter. This is one of the true crime history things. Also, real quick, that, that German place, uh-huh. the German bar, took over an old Irish bar. Yeah. Which is, he would have been happy about that, it too. It was two different, Ir- two Irish, different bars, Irish bars. Now it's a German bar, yeah. Now it's a German. He would have been happy about that. Um, so... So, uh, yeah, this is on our Twitter, the story. Drink every time Jack interrupts Brian. (laughs) Drink again there. So this is on our Twitter and uh, for like true crime history, this day in history. Uh, It happened, I think, in late February or sometime in February. Uh, Alan, why am I saying Alan McParlin? Uh, James McParlin. I get him and Alan Pickerton confused. He captured a, a union leader in Idaho, Big Bill Haywood. Mm-hmm. who was a union leader who was accused of murdering Frank Stuenberg, who was the fourth governor of Idaho. And he had fled to Colorado with three other people, and it became a uh, a, a big debate because McParland basically captured him in Colorado because he was in the Denver office, put him on a train to Idaho, and didn't have the right... They didn't think he had the right to extra into another state. But he did it anyway. They did it, they, they did it first and asked questions later. Uh, but so big, they were above the law, and it yeah, they didn't felt matter. like they were, yeah, yeah. So big, but they were, but it didn't work because Big Bill Haywood was found innocent. Mm. He was represented by Clarence Darrow, uh, legendary, um, legendary lawyer Clarence Darrow, and he was cleared. He's legendary. Now Clarence Darrow is a very famous lawyer. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For what? What do you do? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I just know. That was he- it? Um, was it the Scopes Monkey trial? Was it? Oh, no, I don't remember oh, that one. Uh, it was that, or it might have been, um, he might have been the guy that Atticus Finch was based on. I'm not sure. Okay. From, um, uh, to, uh, to kill, to kill a, a mockingbird. Yeah. Clarence Darrow. Uh, he was, or a, is that, I, I, I thought it was called when I was a kid, tequila mockingbird, tequila mockingbird. Yeah. I, yeah I, it was a Scopus monkey trial. Uh, I did. I, I thought it was, I thought it was called tequila mockingbird. And then, uh, when, when, uh, my ex was playing roller derby. I was like, oh, you should do To Kill a Mockingbird. And of course, it was taken by like a thousand different fucking girls. <laughs> but yeah, he was a very, he was like helped uh, in the early days of the ACLU. Okay. It was the Scopes Monkey Trials about uh, being able to teach evolution and Okay. In so, so this guy, he was a big deal. Okay. Yeah, he was a huge deal. Uh, and then uh, the Reading Railroad, uh, Franklin Gowan. Uh, fell into bankruptcy in the 1880s. Right. It ends up be, uh, kind of being like bought out by another company. Like, yeah. Because uh, like, it, well, the, the Reading Rail, it was the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it becomes Reading Railroad. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped the Philadelphia part and then it gets bought out, and which is now the Reading Anthracite. Yeah. I, and I believe it was bought by Rich Uncle Pennybags. Mm-hmm. And now it's in a Monopoly game. Okay. It's the Reading Railroad, the B&O Railroad, the Short Line Railroad, and the... You really like Monopoly. Pennsylvania Railroad? You really like Monopoly. You brought it up a few times in this podcast. I like board games. Board games are fun. You do like board games. Yeah. Mm. So in 1889, Franklin, Franklin Gowan died of a gunshot wound in the head. So he didn't outlive Black Jackie Hill by long. He died about a year later. Or no, he died about 10 years later. Never mind. 
I'm completely well, wrong. Well, it still wasn't too long. Yeah. Uh, in 1889, Franklin Gallon dies of a gunshot wound to the head in the in a hotel room in Washington, D.C., and immediately people think the Molly Maguires are still around and they did this. Oh, naturally. They probably didn't. But his family, uh, the Gallon family, hired the Pinkertons to investigate and uh, any signs of Molly, the Molly Maguires being involved in this, the Pinkertons looked into it. All signs point that he committed suicide. Okay. Uh, he, uh, somebody, uh, a hardware store owner, uh, saw him, remembered him, or yeah, saw him and remembered him coming in to buy a gun. Okay. Uh, and then he shot himself that night. And that's the uh, kind of the story of the Molly Maguires. I like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 weird. So, I recently, um, so you know, you know, you know the uh, coffee shop that I go to. Yes. So I, I've kind of noticed that a lot of people, and I don't know if it's a millennial thing or a like a regional thing. When I say regional, like uh, I'm talking regional by like county mm-hmm. or whatever. But I've noticed that people are very standoffish. Like there are people that just that just don't like to really talk to strangers and that could be a millennial thing and now, now i talked to you about this before you seem to think it's a millennial thing because of how people were raised with don't talk to strangers i had asked my ex and she was who's 20 uh no she's actually going to be 30 this year uh my sister's going to be 20 uh, no my sister's 28 going to be 28 in april um so she's 27 but i talked to uh, i talked to my my ex who like i said it was going to be 30 this year and um she had said, yeah, of course, stranger danger. Right. Like we were always taught, you know, told, don't talk to strangers, stranger danger. Um, now, I talked to my therapist, who is my old therapist. Uh, she's 27. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's why people are standoffish. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Right. And she's like. She's the therapist, so I guess she's supposed to always be right. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think it's how it works either, yeah. Um, and I'm like, maybe maybe in your area you weren't raised like that, but I think mm-hmm. most people were don't talk to strangers. Right. Because you hear don't talk to strangers all the time. I personally was and, and it's also like people are a lot of, I think it's a lot more prevalent now to be taught to mind your own business and, and, and that kind of shit. Too. Right. So I'm having this conversation because this kind of keeps coming up lately because i'm not used to people that are like that like i've noticed when i talk to certain people up here they don't really like to talk to people that they don't know already Mm -hmm. and it kind of came up because i'm talking and this guy that that goes in a coffee shop goes oh yeah he's like yeah that comes back from the molly mcguire's He's like, that comes from the Molly Maguires up here. He's like, because they didn't like to talk to people like outsiders right. because they weren't, you know, they didn't trust outsiders. Maybe they shouldn't have fucking talked to James McParland then. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, the, well, one time, I, the one time they shouldn't have talked to an outsider, they did. I think that that's what he's saying. It's oh, okay, they learned from. their lesson. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. learned their lesson. Like, look what happens when we talk to outsiders. <laughs> so so then, they think and, we're, do they think we're Pinkertons up that's here? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, you're not coal miners. Yeah, I'm you're, not a Pinkerton. Yeah, I, I'm not a coal. Uh, I'm not a Pinkerton. You're not a coal miner. I like the album Pinkerton, but I'm not one. Right. Weezer is fucking great. And here's the thing. I am well, related to Weezer. <laughs> to Weezer. 
Rivers Cuomo is my cousin. <laughs> no, I'm related to these coal miners, man. They were my fucking family. You, I am a you, Molly Maguire. Are you related to Pinkertons? I am not. No, but cops. I am related to yeah. cops from Philly and Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but then, unrelated to that conversation, I'm talking to my mom about stuff. Talk to my mom, you know, a couple times a week. And I never talk to my mom. No, you don't. No. I talk to your mom more than you do. Yeah. I open that closet door and I say, hi, Irene, and I close the door. <laughs> and you won't even do that. You're a fucking terrible son. Yeah. His mom's dead and she's in the closet right now. And when I say that, that, that sounds really bad. When I say that, I mean we're both responsible for her death. Well, yeah. Technically. Yeah. Uh, we b- killed her. <laughs> You're not making this sound better. Hmm. She's uh, dead in the closet. So literally she is. Yes. His mother was cremated and she's mm-hmm. in, in a box in the closet because he never buried her like a good son. Yeah, I think I got to get around to doing it. And we <laughs> I got to get around to burying my mom. And uh we're responsible. Hopefully this year sometime. I I I had a I, I was like a witness or something. I had to sign off yeah, some fucking paper. Yeah. Uh I cuz it, it was to enter her in the hospice and and uh kind of stop like, yeah, I, I'm responsible for my grandfather's death, too. Grandfather I spoke of earlier. Partly responsible for his death. I choked him. Oh, well, that'll do it. No, I didn't choke that'll him. Do. I'll I pillow did. over the head. Uh, no, but I did give him a little bit more... Uh, stuff. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. Like, that, they... Like, the, a lot of those hospital people, they'll, they'll tell you, like, at this point, you really can't overdose them. Yeah. Like, just give them, enough, give them what they need for the pain. They're basically saying, look, if it gets too bad, just... I gave him his last drink, man. I gave him I uh gave him some ginger ale. Yeah. Anyway, uh And poison. So I was and cyanide. <laughs> I was talking to my uh my mother and about, you know, people being standoffish and whatever, and she was like, Oh, that comes from the Molly Maguires and I'm like, fucking there we go. <laughs> fucking Molly Maguire completely unrelated. She it's not like she got together with this yeah. dude mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh yeah, that's from the Molly Maguires up here. I'm like, that's ah, okay, I'm done with this fucking conversation. <laughs> I'm done with the Molly Maguires. <laughs> All right. So in conclusion, what do you take what's your take on the Mollies? Uh so because I'm related to them, it's it's one of those um it's so one of those things I I, I I take the side of the Mollies of or of whatever you know that you want to I don't I don't I don't know that they were actually called the Mollies. I don't know they called themselves that whatever The Irish mob we'll call them. What I don't even want to call them that. I want to call them Irish people, uh, just workers. Yeah. People like, and, and that's where I kind of tend to sympathize sympathize with them too, because you know, workers rise it up. Yeah. Um I I don't want to call them a mob. I don't want to say that they were do because I think the, I think the mob is a little bit more. Oh, nef- the mob is very different. I was kind of, but they're more yeah. nefarious. Their actions are more nefarious than than I think what these people were. doing. Oh, absolutely. I think that these people just the mobs in- doing it for profit. They were doing it for. So, so one thing you didn't cover was, or, or did you about when when they came here? It's like, well, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit. It was like they they were given certain jobs, but. Uh, they were basically told like what jobs to have, yeah. where to live, and you had said mm-hmm. something before, and I don't think you mentioned it was about the the tools and the equipment. Yeah, I, I think I did. Like, oh, you they, did. they would have to buy their own things at inflated prices right. from the mining company. And it it was, was very common, actually, for a lot of these miners to not get a paycheck. Instead of a paycheck, it would just be like, "Well, this is what you would have got paid when you docked at this or this and this or this, and you get nothing." And it, it's it's bullshit. And I'm not saying that that it. 
it didn't happen. I'm saying it's bullshit that it did happen. Like that's fucked up, you know? Uh, so I absolutely take the side of, of the workers of the quote unquote Mollies. Like I said, whether or not they were a really you know, a real organization, they were people that were getting fucked over and they were tired of, you know, the tyranny. Um, so I, I take, uh, I take that side. I definitely do not take the side of the Pinkertons or the law or whatever. And that's what, like I said, it, it's, it's what confuses me to this day. Why other people aren't still like when, when, when they, you start to see these things happen to blacks and Latinos and other minorities, when you start to see things like that happen, why, why, why these Irish people that, you know, that are, uh, um, descendants of these, of these people, why, why are they not standing up for them? You know, like right. it just, it, Drives me crazy that they're not, mm-hmm. that they don't stand up for that. It's like, yeah, our our people went through that shit too, you know. So we got you, like we understand, yeah, like where you're coming from. We got you, but that doesn't happen. It's like, ah, fuck you, you know. We, it, it happened to us, but you know, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we, we feel kinda, like we're in power now, so yeah, so, that's all that matters. It's it all about us, but not for anything. I I think it would be the same thing. I'm sorry, I do. I think the same thing. I think I think if like 150 years from now, if if a lot of black people got in power, it would be like, oh well, you did this to us, so fuck you. And I think it would be the same. It's it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, you know, because I think that this is what happened to white people. They were like, oh fuck, you know, we we weren't in, in power of shit. We were being treated like shit. Now we're in power. Now we could. Oh wait, we could be rich. We could be this. And they got in power, and it, it became. It was their time and now it's time for somebody else like it's i personally would like everybody to be happy and get along wouldn't you absolutely yeah that'd be nice um and everybody does when it comes to uh the dig (laughs) except the dig uh but people hey look people do get along uh during the saint patty's day parade yeah uh which which by the way have you ever have you ever had the thing where where you write the same Patty's Day and then people try to correct you on the spelling of it? Oh, like P A D D Y instead of P A T T Y. Yeah, there's this thing, yeah. and it's funny. I just saw uh, I just saw a girl on Instagram post something. She's like, "Oh, I never knew this. I was always spelling it wrong the whole time about uh, Patty's with a T and how." And then I guess it was like this Irish thing, like, "No, that's that's not right. The the way it's supposed to be Patty's P A D D Y because Patty is the I guess diminutive, diminutive. Well, I can't say the word. Diminutive, 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 diminutive. Oh my God! Try slowing that down and say that again. Diminutive. Say it again. Diminutive. Diminutive. I think that's the word you're going for, at least. Yeah, I can't say it fast. Okay. Diminutive. Diminutive. I can. There we go. Diminutive. Couldn't say that the first. I don't know. Fifteen times. Um. So apparently, like p p a t t y. Apostrophe S is the female, like huh. Patty, like Patricia. Yeah. And P A D D is from like Patrick, like Patrick. Yeah. P A D R A I G, right? Yeah. And it's it's like yeah, but um, guys are also Patrick P A T because they're trying to say it's like a, a masculine feminine thing. Yeah. Uh Patrick. It's Saint Patrick, not Patrick. Right. That may be the Irish like old Gaelic way, but yeah. but it's not based on that it's just somebody trying to be silly and come up with this new thing it's been st patty's day with a t forever like when i started first seeing this this d thing and it it was it was a little bit ago but it was like stop just stop trying to it doesn't fucking matter i don't think that there's a real answer to that again 
we say Patrick, not Patrick. We yeah. don't, you know, it's not when we have it printed out St. Patrick's Day, it's not with a D. It's yeah, with a, it's yeah, it's, we, we, like if you're shorting it, you shorten it to Pat, not Pad. Right. No, saying, hey, Pad. Our My friend, Pat. we had a friend, Pat. I called him Patty Cakes. <laughs> I called him yeah. Patty Cakes, never spelled it with a D. Right. Always with the a D. The only thing you would really see with that, with a D, is the Patty Wagon. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only time you'd ever see it, like, spelled that way a lot. Yeah. I'm okay with calling it, but, but don't say that, like, I can't, you know, that I'm doing it wrong. Because I'm calling it that. Uh, so tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, today is the, uh, Saturday the 16th. Tomorrow is the 17th. Uh, this but, will probably be uh, airing or uploaded on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Uh, but in our area, so we, we talked about Joe Wayne and Blackjack Kehoe. Uh, the town of Gerardville every year has a a parade. Yes. They have the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's put on by the Ancient Order of Hiber- Hibernians, right? Hibernians. Hibernians. Yeah. You're just you just like beer so much. Hiberians. That's, maybe that's what we should He's start. He's a Hiberian husky. Yeah. No, the Hiberians. The Ancient Order of Hiberians. Yeah, Hiberians. <laughs> the modern order of Hiberians. The modern, I like it, the modern or, order of Hiberians, yeah. but it's high yeah, Hiberians, so yeah. it's me and you. Yeah. It's like people that are high, people that are drunk. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. That's a t-shirt right there. The modern order of Hiberians. I love it. <laughs> we're, we're getting that made yeah, up. Yeah, that's a t-shirt and a half. I'll get cracking on that one. Um, is that a, that's an Irish saying, what's the crack or something like that? Is it? Yeah, the crack, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, in in two weeks, two weeks from today, two weeks from this, uh, so Saturday Saturday. the 16th, in two weeks is the Gerardville St. Patty's Day Parade. Uh, And Joe Wayne, I I met Joe Wayne a couple times. Um, He's the, I I was saying grandson, so I guess the great grandson -grandson of of, uh, Black Jack Kehoe. Yeah, yeah, he's, I guess he like heads the parade or or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know if he's the official Like the Grand Marshal or something like that? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. yeah, so he's he, he'll be there. Obviously, wasn't he's, Bill Clinton there once? Bill Clinton was yeah. there in um, two thousand eight or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, or six maybe when his wife was running for president. I don't. I, don't I know the one year I went, the governor uh, was there, and he got booed. Really? Yeah. Tom Corbett, the old governor. Really. One term, Tom, the only Pennsylvania governor to lose reelection in the history of Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I couldn't believe that Bill Clinton got cheered. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, when he was here, because that this is very is... surprising. This is a very conservative Republican area. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like just uh, how things were divided over there, like in this area back then, where it was almost like like the opposite, where like your bigger cities, like Pottsville, were more Republican because Republicans were the usually the big government is bigger is more popular in the big cities, like now. Most big cities are Democrat. Like, I think the largest city in the country that has a Republican... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Diminutive. Okay. Diminutive, yeah. I just Um, want to make sure I can say it again. Yeah. You're you're doing well. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I think the largest city, and I could be wrong on this, I think the largest city in the country that has a Republican mayor is Cincinnati. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, big cities are usually Democrats. That explains why the Mrs. Dad has a mullet. (laughs) I guess it does. Well, they're Cleveland. They're more... Cincinnati's down by... Kentucky, oh, they're they're Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, oh, oh that definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they're like more like Pittsburgh. Oh, I here. forgot that Mrs. is from Cleveland. I thought yeah. it was from Cincinnati for some reason. Parma, yeah, it's right outside of Cleveland. Now Cincinnati is way down. In I the- know a girl who is from Ohio, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but she's like on the Ohio Kentucky border. Yeah, because it it dips down the Ohio pretty Valley, far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where Cincinnati is. It's pretty close to Kentucky. I Man, her voice is like this, it's really bad. And she's super pretty, but I can't deal with that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, let's just text. <laughs> but um, what was I getting at when I was talking about Kentucky and oh oh the the, the cultural lines there, the uh, political lines there. Uh, like the big strongholds for the the Democrats and the Mollies were like Gerardville, Shenandoah, to yeah. a degree. Uh, Pottsville was more of a. I mean, there were Mollies here. Obviously, we we're talking about the uh, Schaefer House, but there was a lot of Sheridan Republicans. House. Sheridan House, yeah. Why did I say Schaefer? Where did that come from? Oh, Sheridan House. Uh, this is what happens when we don't have notes on the screen. The, t- the screen went blue because <laughs> it timed out, and I don't have, we don't have notes on the screen. But um, like a lot of this stuff happened around Cass Township. Which is where like that hayride is near Minersville. Yeah, I have family uh, that lived in there. Yeah, that was like a huge Molly Maguire area. Huge, well, huge, huge, too. Yeah, Hexlersville was. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Is where I had a lot of family lived in Hexlersville, like the Brennans and stuff. Like I think a couple too. of those murders happened around there. Uh, one, one of the murders, I think it was the one that that uh, Call dude did. Yeah. Uh, that happened on the road between Centralia and Mount Carmel. What was his name? Something Bum Kelly? Kelly the Bum. Kelly the Bum. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, his name was Daniel Kelly, but he went by like some kind of Manus Call Manus or something Call. like that. Yeah. Call. Call, yeah. C-O-L-L. And he, yeah, then he was called Kelly the Bum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- I th- that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I don't think we really missed anything we wanted to talk about today or anything like that. You know, we didn't even get to talk about... Uh, like our favorite Irish movies. No, well, this is uh, this isn't. I mean, okay, fine. Miller's Crossing, Irish murder movie. Yeah, or Boondock um, Saints in Bruges. In Bruges, I mean, it's it's set in well, Bruges. Brussels. No, it's in Bruges. Where's Bruges? Bruges is in. Uh, I believe it is in Belgium. Belgium, which okay. is also where Brussels is. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's in Belgium. No, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. But no, like that's where the, our favorite detectives from. But the characters are yeah, Poirot. Um. But yeah, it's all um, it's all Irish people, and the, uh, the the director's Irish, and Colin Farrell's a star. And right, right, right. It's a guy who fled Ireland because he shot a kid, and um, he's hiding in Bruges. Gotcha. And it's done by Martin McDonough, who did that uh, Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Ebbing Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, excellent movie. Great fucking movie. I like that. In Bruges is an excellent movie too. Yeah. Uh, Boondock Saints is a badass movie. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, I love that man. I I I love the I love the whole uh, Irish walking cap. Uh, there's I like the movie once, but that has nothing to do with murder. It's a yeah. musical. I never saw it. Um, wait, oh, my grandfather actually did like one, and it was an Irish movie, which is funny. Um, oh, what the heck was it called? He would always fucking talk about it, and I've never seen it, and I gotta see it too. It's about like somebody like won like a lottery or something. Oh wow, I can't huh. remember the damn name of it. Like uh, Mac and Me. The McDonald's E.T. ripoff movie. I don't really like it. I like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version. Yeah. McDonald's kind of like an Irish name. Um, I like. It's time for who. who it's time died for who died the worst. Died I like who died the worst. The worst. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, who died the worst is a game we play at the end of every episode where I will present Sinead O'Reilly with. Uh, I forgot your name for a second there. I will present Sinead O'Reilly with three deaths, three odd deaths, and and Sinead has to pick. I'm not assuming gender. Sinead will pick. Who, what are your pronouns? So, Sinead? so by the way, uh, my, my, excuse me. What are your pronouns? <laughs> what are my what pronouns? 
Why? What, what, are you a he him? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a he him. Are you and, a donkey? Or are you a he her? Because I'm a male uh. and females are she, her, and that's it. Oh, boy. This has become very political now. But you don't, don't, don't you can't, you can't <laughs> complain about politics if you bring up politics. Well, I, I, I still want to know if somebody can be a donkey and be a he, her. He, her. He, her. He, her. Can you mix your pronouns? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't. You... Oh, you can be a donkey. I want to be a donkey. I want to be a he, her. Yeah. Because I've seen uh, my pronouns, she, they. Okay. Somebody put on a, like on Instagram, they wrote, I was like, how? This is because it, it's fucking stupid. Stop it. If you're listen, here's no here here's the criteria mm-hmm. for 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 how that works. If you are over thirty five, you can't be dumb and and use he her. Oh. Uh, no 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 no. Well, I am thirty five, so I twenty five. Damn it, twenty five. You can't shit. Like I thought I was gonna be able to use it for the next no mm-mm. three months. No, I'm gonna be thirty six. Twenty five. You can't you can't do the silly shit. You can't be a donkey. No. You can't be the donkey of the no. day. It's fucking, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I, I'm, a, I'm a she, that I'm a fucking apple. I'm an apple. But you can't identify as, I guess, like, if you, if you are a woman and you think that you can identify as a man just because you want to, I understand that there are people that, and it mentally, they are literally born with, they, they're in a man's body, but they think that they're a woman. I understand that that's, a possibility. Yes. I get that. Absolutely. I get that. And if there's somebody that's really like, I feel that I am a fucking, I'm a woman trapped in a male's body, dude, then if you want to be a woman, be a woman. But I think it's, I think it's ridiculous when you're like, I'm a woman. And then next week it's like, eh, I think I'm a man. Like my ex-girlfriend's, uh, her cousin was like that. It was, she was a she was a, a she she was Gina and then it was like no I'm Gene I identify as a boy I'm Gene I'm Gene I'm Gene I'm Gene I am absolutely one hundred percent a male like, oh cool literally the next year I'm Gene again it's like wait a minute no 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 now you lost your rights well, you only you only get it once you, you only, only get, get it, it once, once. <laughs> yeah no well you get it you get it once which you're naturally and then what you're born as yeah. and then you get to choose one time after that go fuck yourself it's, I like, s- it's like your playstation network username now you can't change you can, it. you can change it once but after that you have to pay to change you have it to pay yeah <laughs> okay but don't expect me to call you by your new name oh okay uh, i'm not gonna do it you're still gonna be you're always gonna be yeah coke zero twenty five <laughs> fucking i just it's silly <laughs> i wonder if that's somebody's name up here i'm gonna make that name coke zero twenty five Okay. That's gonna be my screen name on everything now. Coke Zero Twenty Five. Yeah. Well, you had something about Triscuits, didn't you? Triscuits rule. That Tr- was my Triscuit. AOL screen. Name. I also had Drink Ginger Ale. Yeah, Triscuits, and I had, uh, I had uh, Handy Snacks. Handy Snacks. Do you yeah. remember those? I loved Handy. Snacks. I just got the kids Handy Snacks. This yeah, I saw them in the uh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, Handy Snacks. That that was one of my. Uh, I had Word like W Zero R D D D, or a couple yeah. maybe more D's that I had. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I had. All right, so let's play uh, Who Died Who the Worst. Who Died the Worst. Who Died the Worst, I know. Uh, so these are all Irish names, kind of. Okay. That's how we do it. We're doing a Sinead. Um, it's, it's just Jack. It's fine. We don't have to keep calling me Sinead. Uh, Philip McLean is the first one. McLean. He's uh, Australian, not okay. Irish, but he and his brother uh, were clubbing a cassowary. 
on their family's property in Mossman, Queensland, Australia. I had to look up what a cassowary is. Okay. A cassowary is a type of bird. It kind of looks like... I figured as much. Yeah, it looks like it's like a turkey that's trying to be a flamingo. Or not a flamingo, an ostrich. It's okay. like a bigger turkey that's got bigger legs, but it's not quite an ostrich yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's And it's called a cassowary. 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 Um, so him and his brother are clubbing this bird. The bird knocks him down. The bird pecks at him and opens a large cut in his neck. Okay. And he bled to death. He got the shit kicked out of him by a bird. Yeah. He got beat up by a bird. By a big bird. By a big bird. By a big bird fucked him up. By a big turkey. By a big giant. I just like the idea that big bird. Big bird just went and pecked him in the fucking. Now I'm picturing it as literally big bird from Sesame Street. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, So that's number one. Number two is Jennifer Reardon. This girl got killed by Snuffleupagus. No, no. No, it was Mr. Hooper. Uh, she was a passenger aboard Southwest Airlines Flight 1380, and debris from engine failure struck the window she was sitting next to and destroyed it. She was partially sucked out through the window because of that ca- that pressure is insane up there. She was so she's partially stuck in this window like like Winnie the Pooh in a fucking hole. Yeah. After he just ate a big pot of honey. Yeah. She was partially sucked out of the window but was pulled back into the aircraft and was given CPR until an emergency landing was made. Uh, she died upon arrival at the hospital. The death was ter- determined to be caused by blunt trauma to the head, neck, and torso. Oof. So death number one is getting the shit kicked out of you by a bird. Death number two is almost getting sucked out of a uh, an airplane window. Okay. Then we have Philip Quinn from Kent, Washington. And he was killed when a lava lamp that he was heating on a stove exploded and a shard of glass pierced his heart Oof. because he was for some reason heating a lava okay lamp. so i'm going to wow this is tough because i have really one on i'm gonna go with the winner first okay i'm gonna go with the winner first and who was the winner the girl that, she died girl. the worst. She did. That is the worst. Death. She died the worst. You're just sitting on an airplane. The engine hits the window, and you're getting. This is the first out. time I've given you. I think the winner first. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, usually go I process do process of elimination. Of elimination yeah. right? So this one, I'm going with winner first. It's the girl. That's the the worst. Now, mm-hmm. the other one fall under the who died the dumbest. Yeah, I think it's the bird guy. I think it was. I, I disagree. I think, no, I think the bird guy was. No, you're right. I think the bird guy was disaster. I think that was like. That's that's your that's, asking that's that for instant it. karma thing that people always think is real. Who died? The, the like the who's the dumbest? Yeah, the guy. Was, you're right. The guy was heating up a lava lamp. Why are you heating up a lava lamp on a fucking stove? Well, we can't ask him. He's dead. Ah. You want to go heat up a lava lamp on a stove? No. Okay. So anyway, that's all we have for this week. If you have any questions or comments. Go to projecthumanoid.com under the Murder My Dude page. There's a questions and comments section. Um, you can check out whatever else we have there. Social media, too. Or social media. Uh, yeah, obviously. Instagram, Twitter. Do we have a Facebook? We do have a Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. All right. uh, it's all Murder My Dude. And uh, you can also email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. Or is it gmailing us? It's emailing. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Anyway, stay tuned next week for some murder. Oh, dude.
I really like the name Sinead O'Reilly. 